Hello, what's the Free Midfield Podcast? The podcast where three friends wear their jeans being professional footballers, dashed away as children, and one at birth is confined to a wheelchair, and the other two discover food. Have their say on the Premier League, Michael. It's been wild. It is your fault. John, trying to live your life, man. Be boring like me. Stay at home. Read books. Shut up. Shut up. I'm trying to be smart. I'm trying to appear to be smart. How we got a guest? I, I didn't notice. I mean, he's sitting in my kitchen. <laughs> I'm just telling you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Basil's here. Hey, everybody. How you doing? As you can see, guys, um, come to join you guys. Mm-hmm. Sadly, I am an Arsenal fan. What so do you mean, sadly? Honestly, it's been heartbreak for like the last 12, 13 years for me. <laughs> Alright, anyway. <laughs> First question. Wenger out? I've been Wenger out for since 2006. Shake my Whoa. hand. 2006? 2006. 11 years I, strong. Honestly, I saw the signs from early. <laughs> I saw the signs from early. I respect that. I saw the signs from early. Six? Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll quickly, you know what, let me just spend time and tell you why. Yeah, go on. Let's go, let's go, let's go. The reason why is because we saw from the meeting, obviously after that we had the Invincibles went Champions League finals, we saw the cracks, getting rid of players and not replacing them adequately. Okay. Then he decided we're going to go with this youth policy. And I thought, are you having a laugh? You can't just bring in a whole load of youth into the first team without having certain players to which they can look up to and sort of help the youth yes. sort of develop into the first team. Yeah, yeah. Very early on, you saw the you players who were good and you players who weren't good. And that's when I knew this man has to leave. There were certain players who did not warrant being in the team, but yet they were being selected week in, week out. Denilson. I was just about to mention <laughs> one player. And then secondly, when it was time to sort of strengthen the team at certain times in the season, where it would be January in the summer, he wasn't doing it. And mm-hmm. I thought to myself, I can see a downhill trend coming mm-hmm. at this club and I thought we need to get rid of this man before things get any worse. He should be the owner of Arsenal. He should be, man. Uh, Fuck Stan Kroenke. Oh, let's not even get to Stan Kroenke. I sit there and I was like, if you don't have a passion for football, why are you at the club? You're already rich enough. Why are you wasting your time on Mate. Arsenal if you have zero passion Mate. to be there? At least someone like Brambridge, you can criticise him all you like, mm-hmm. but the man ploughs his money into the club because he wants to see them successful. 2006 Six. honestly I'm, so I respect I'm calling, it I respect I've been calling, it I've been, calling, I've been calling for this guy out and got to the stage I was like I'm not going to watch Arsenal follow Arsenal Oh, that was, wasn't going anywhere yeah. I said you know what can't do anything yeah <laughs> that, that was me last year but now I'm like I'm, I'm just watching it I'm just watching it man honestly. just watching them just flounder about like headless chickens man it's crazy it's fucking crazy we'll get to them we'll get a bit well we've gone into them in detail <laughs> but a bit more detail later we, we we just jumped into this. It's weird. Yeah, no, it's good. We never, we never jumped yeah, into it before. It flows. It flows. Yeah, it flew flow. Anyway, let's not break that flow. Go to the first big game. Should we do big game first? Yeah. Or not? lead up to it? Let's go to it. Big game? Yeah. Also, everything joking. Joking, joking. <laughs> Hardest with my... Joking, 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 joking. Yeah, this joking, is what you're going to do to me, yeah? No, joking, Michael. Chill, chill. Chill, chill. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Let's go Tottenham-Liverpool. Boom. Tottenham, four? Yep. Liverpool, one. Scrappy goal too from Liverpool too. Loved it. <laughs> mm. Loved it. Tell us why, Michael. It was everything that I have been screaming about Liverpool on this podcast ever since we first started it. <laughs> so again, they faced a team that allowed them to have possession because Terry Terry said it perfectly. He said, "In this bear in mind, this guy played for Arsenal and Barcelona, so this is possession mm. teams that he's grown up in." And yeah. he's basically said, "I'd rather be in this team that's won thirty six percent possession of the game." And score the four, then being the one, and 
Liverpool fans will say, you know, how we lost this game, but this happened all the time. And it was last season um, when they won their first game at uh, the Emirates. All right. Then don't, they went don't, to Burn- don't, po- don't point at me. Then bro. they went to Burnley. Sorry. Then they went to Burnley. <laughs> Coutinho had like twenty nine shots. Yeah. And the rest of the team was all from outside shoot. the box as well. Exactly. All lots of shots and lost the game one nil. And they'll be like, how how did we deserve to lose that? You lost because they took their chance. You didn't. Mm. And this has been Liverpool all along. It's since Rogers. Who was before Rogers? Um, Dalglish. Dalglish for the Hodgson. Oh no. Hodgson. No, yeah. Dalglish. Dalglish. Yeah. Dalglish. Then Hodgson. My yeah, Hodgson Hodge was there and Douglas took over. Okay, I, I won't put Hodgson in that class because Hodgson's not a good attack as a coach. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so you had Brendan Rodgers and essentially it's like, have they progressed? They're both attacking managers, both attacking sides, whether you have Suarez or Coutinho in the team, whoever your manager is. Defensively, poor. What and was that stat? There was a stat, I think they, it, it compared the three managers off of the, the first 75 games yeah. I think it was Benitez Klopp Benitez and Rodgers and uh, Rodgers Klopp. Klopp is one yeah Klopp is the lowest got the no, lowest he's the lowest he's yeah 137 points yeah something yeah. like 140 yeah I think um, Rodgers is first I think yeah Rodgers got 148 yeah Rafa's 146 46. Or yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and he clocks at 137 exactly and all of them was like Benitez, I can allow because Champions League, Champions League. He, he is successful. Then, FA so. Cup too. FA Cup. So, so even you forget, he got to two Champions League finals. These, yeah. these exactly. are facts. Exactly, facts right there. Facts. You know what I mean? And then, um, <laughs> but then you got these two managers who their team was based on possession, on constant attacking. Now yeah. Klopp is adding a lot more pressure in terms of pressing. Yeah. Gagan. But they don't defend well. And Tottenham never have the ball, let them have the ball. And the first 10 minutes they attacked, got their two goals, you scored, then you were starting to attacking. So they said, let's soak the pressure because when you scored, they were open. They soaked the pressure and scored two more goals. This is what everyone's done against them. So I wasn't. Apart I, from Arsenal. Well, well yeah. But, then, <laughs> <laughs> but this, is, this is what I'm saying. And like people are like, people are getting mad at Mourinho's like, way of playing against them. Mm. But I, I made the point on Twitter that. I feel like if Lukaku's hold up play and the players around him supported him, supported him more, yeah. it would have worked because the one moment it worked, we got a one on one. Lukaku missed it. Yeah. So it was you could open them. And this is what teams have been trying to do against them for the past how many years and it's always worked. Yeah. So why don't you as fans see a constant trend? Because I don't see improvement. I just see another Liverpool team. I compared to Davies Newcastle. The funny thing is that I have friends who support Liverpool and they've seen this they've they've notified me this since last season they've, they've seen the glosses sort of come off club completely they see things as it is and I think there's also a big issue in their midfield too they, yes we talk about possession based because teams allow Liverpool to have the possession because they're afraid of the counter attack yeah. but when teams sort of take it to Liverpool you find that the midfield don't dictate games because one they're not good enough and two there's no real cut throat through ball passing from the midfield going forward it's all backwards sideways one to like it's what you get with Henderson as your as your main anchor point which now then Chan is that they're not really the greatest midfield trio and I think that is something that hasn't been addressed they understand Klopp's way of playing and that's the reason why they're in the team but it gets to a point where you need extra quality look at Guardiola that City squad from last season is good enough to challenge for anything going forward but he still said that isn't good enough we need more when I got the players he wanted look at them now Sometimes you just have to, and this is what I mean with managers like Klopp, managers like Arsene Wenger being one of those, even Rodgers at his times in Liverpool. You identify what the problems are, you fix it. 
everybody can see the fans say it's season in season out the the pundits say it's season in season out I mean Liverpool be, haven't been a great defensive team since Rafa was there how yeah. long ago was that yeah mm. yeah mm. so about the goals I mean first gone Harry Kane that was a, just a mess it was just a I mean, mess I mean first they had to play him offside from a throw which was wild um, <laughs> like he's he was, drifted offside which he wouldn't have been offside anyway. No, that's the that's fact. He wasn't offside. He just drifted. No, but it's, it's the focus that they're putting on him in terms of, okay, they're letting him go. You know what I mean? And then the ball comes in, all sorts of mess. Again, the defensive line's not there. Moreno pushes forward, but then you made a good point last time I saw you about managerial instructions. Yeah. And the point was that, you know, I think it was last season that Klopp, um, Moreno's pushing forward a lot. A lot, yeah. And at some point you have to think, like, they get the ball back, he's gone straight away. That has to be an instruction. It can't be a player just thinking, yeah, I'm going to go. against Arsenal, Walter. I remember people are blaming Moreno, but you look at when every time Liverpool won the ball, his instincts were just to run forward and he's saying, hold on, we're criticising the player, but this is an instruction he's probably been given because he's done it more than once. Mm. So this isn't mm. something that he's decided to do because if it was... The manager would have notified, would have noticed, and said something. And if he was good enough, he would have, pre- he would have yeah, ironed exactly. it out of him. But for me, I think it's crazy. Who plays an offside sort of a high line when the team has a throw in? Yeah, it's, I thought I sat down there and I, I thought, what on earth is going on here? <laughs> yeah. When someone has a throw, in, you drop off, especially if someone has a long throw. How easy was it if if they decided to to throw that ball into the box? Harry Kane's there saying, "Oh, no one's marking me." Easy goal for mm. him. Absolutely ridiculous. But the, the main person I have a question on, and who was also the culprit for the fourth goal. It's Mignolet. Now, now, Simon. Now, now, I'm gonna shout him out Greatest because he listens to us. He, he supports us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he supports us. He listens to our podcast all the time. So you know, I'll show him out. Um, Samuel Wale. Jeez, I didn't. See I had a di- I had a dispute with him on Twitter. Just a little like back and forth conversation. Really? Because um, Mignolet. Yeah, because I said my top five goalkeepers in the league, kind yeah. of anyway, it wasn't yeah. order, but put the top five in. And I put Czech and Butland like outside the top five, but yeah. they were like above certain players. Yeah. And he said Mignolet is better than Czech and Butland. Christ. It, it depends on what you're saying is better. I think Mignolet is a decent shot stopper. He's a but shot as a keeper. You need no. It's overall. It's overall. It's overall thing. Yeah. And I, I was like, I, I can't see that because, and that that was a perfect example. So Kane goes through, and Matip is closing him down. Now he beats Matip to the ball and not see it past him, but then Mignolet is rushing towards the ball at the same yeah. time. So when King gets the ball, you're totally out of position, out mm-hmm. of goal, and it's, it's essentially an open goal. Same for the fourth goal. A ball, a ball cross comes in across. You have four Liverpool defenders in the centre. There's actually no Spurs players next to those guys. Yeah. Yet you run out and rush to try and punch it. It's crazy when you have three Liverpool defenders <laughs> further back, to the, closer to the goal than your goalkeeper. Yeah. So that says it all. That's mm. wild. I mean... I mean, it's crazy. I mean, if I was a defender, I'll be having heart attacks <laughs> with Mingley as my goalkeeper because he is the most untrustworthy goalkeeper in the league. I mean, even, like I said, two of the goals from, from memory come from him. The first one rushing out and I think the fourth one, I don't know, I don't know whether he's flapping at the ball, whether he's playing hand, hand, <laughs> hand ball with the ball, whether you call it netball yeah. with the ball. I don't know what on earth he's doing. And he just puts his team in danger and just creates exactly. panic in that um, penalty box. That said, though, the guys in front of him <laughs> so I mean Lovren sold himself boy Lovren <laughs> Lovren Lovren let's let's, let's 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 focus on him he gets subbed 
Yeah, after. What, what minute? After 30, 31. On the 30th minute. For Oxley Chamberlain. <laughs> Somehow, after that match, goes online. Insta. Goes on Insta. Deletes every, every, deletes every link to Liverpool. I mean, <laughs> like that would do anything. Do you know His feelings were hurt. Like, His feelings were hurt. Here, I would have limped off that pitch. So at least people say, oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would have at least feigned something I mean, just to save face. This is probably like, the third year running that people have questioned Lovren. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a case of, and it, we've seen it from a lot of defenders recently, that when they play for a club where defenders are a lot more expected because you haven't got the quality really as much as I want to push forward so you're yeah. going to defend a lot and try to hit counters he maybe looked good at Southampton for that because he had to do a lot of defending Yeah. same thing as Michael Keane Michael Keane hasn't shunned at Everton yeah. like he was being called at some point the best English defender I don't know why he hasn't shunned at Everton. yeah you know what I mean so I mean he's come to Liverpool and he's I mean Liverpool haven't had great defenders since he's been there either but you haven't covered yourself in any glory and that goal I mean I, I've me personally as a, young, a coach that's still training kids and all that yeah. the first thing I teach them is when it comes to that situation anyway, is if the ball's coming you're not sure you're going to get it hold your position so you can challenge for the second ball stay tight on the man the man is the, is, is the most dangerous player in that position exactly because even if it goes over your head you're tying your man you have a chance to sort of turn back and have go with back him. to the goalkeeper do what you're asking there you Kane go. is not the quickest of players so Mm-mm. he's not running past you I can understand exactly. maybe if it's like a, a Martial or a Rashford where you're a bit wary of their pace so you think hmm yeah. I've got a decision to make but Kane is not running past anybody so you, you stick next to him but he, he just ran to an area where the ball was never going to land <laughs> <laughs> and then you have Kane just running off from him because that, like once you've sold yourself that much the, the time he's running in the other direction you start to turn your body anyway exactly. so you're, you're still losing time and then cross the ball in saw the first time finish was great for him like mm. But it's these it's these mistakes that he keeps making, and this is why I get a little bit all the time. This is why I get a clock because people say give him time. He's been there for two years. <laughs> yeah. And you signed Matip on a free transfer, fine. Um, but your other defensive signing was Clavan, and we saw what happened with Clavan. Is Clavan fit? I don't even know. Is Clavan good? No, doesn't matter if he's fit or not. Who did he sign him from? He's like a lower down Bundesliga team, right? It might have been. Yeah, I can't remember where it's from. I think like relegation candidates as well. Mm. So like, not, what he was thinking. The quality isn't there, but honestly, for me, it's like picking those three defenders is like giving me free vegan meals. Like, I'm not, <laughs> not going to eat it. I just think, what am I supposed to do? Yes. Like, honestly, that's a brilliant analogy. That's that is great. Yeah. I'm looking at it like, where's the meat? Like, there's nothing there. Yeah. <laughs> just get rid of it all. It was oh, so poor. Days. So poor. What do you know the funny thing? Because I said Lovren wasn't bad at Southampton, but you can tell that. Um, he was under Pochettino. Yes. And yes. you can tell that Pochettino really worked with the team, worked with every aspect of that team to ensure that they were a good team. Yeah. And you can say, like, look look how many players Pochettino has played with, mm. players of less Southampton since. And even he's gone over to um, even Avaldeveld. I'm not sure whether it was there when Pochettino was there. He, he was, was yeah. alone with him at Southampton. Exactly. When he went, yeah. Exactly. Someone who was at Atletico Madrid, who was a big club, mm. you know, with surplus requirements there. Look how great he's doing at Tottenham. You can tell that these are the coaches who really worked with their players, look at every aspect of the team, yeah. and sort of build on the t- build on the things that need to be mm. built upon. You can tell Klopp himself just leaves that defense to their own devices. He sort of allows them to do what they want and focuses on the attack. And for me, it's like he's come. He's come to Liverpool, and looks a worse player 
than he was at um, Southampton. Matip is coming from Schalke, looks a worse player. He was at Schalke. Schalke. Yep. So he's sitting there, he's like, what is the common denominator? <laughs> Joe Gomez, I liked him when I was under Rodgers, he looked solid. He, look, he still looks solid now at Liverpool. You can see, he, like, he doesn't look as great as when he first burst onto the scene. You can tell that he's not really working with him. And for me, I sit there as like, a great, a great manager makes players better. Mourinho is gone. I said this previously. Rojo didn't look great before Mourinho came. He, he does a job at least. Looks good. I'm not saying no, because Rojo is one of the best players yeah, for us last season. I'm not saying he looks Clear. better. He looks mm. better than before Mourinho. Okay. Came. All right. All right. If you're gonna, if you're gonna use, I wouldn't say it's great, but it looks if you're gonna use like, Mourinho as, as progressing, progressing plays into making them, like, but they, and they, but they won things. Like, they've won things, they but won I don't think he progresses. Like. I think he gets plays at the right time in their careers. I think he, I think he gets plays to sort of put in more effort. Did, 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 okay. did you see Rojo before Mourinho came? So, yeah, but you had fucking Van Gaal. And you had boys. That's my point. And he's improved immensely. I don't think he's improved. I think he's just he's, no, he's you. You got what you got in the packet right now. <laughs> that, no, that being said, though, I did when he first did come out, and people were saying him. I did back him and say this guy's actually a very good defender. And yeah, he's a previous club, so I mean, it's not really a surprising thing that he's defending well. But. Even Tottenham, Pochettino, look how defensively solid they look now. Before he was there, when they had uh, what's his name, Avb, Harry Redknapp. Mm. Yeah, um, who was the one? Um, Tim Sherwood. Oh, we don't mention Tim Sherwood. <laughs> they were defensively, they weren't defensively great before. Yeah. yeah. Now they look organised. You can tell the difference between good managers who sort of work with the, resource, the limited resources they have and make the best out of it. Limited. <laughs> Sorry, had to throw that. Limited at Spurs. <laughs> you but mad. Then, compared to Liverpool where they throw money about like... Yeah, but then again, like, a defensive plan would, would come into, would, should come into like the dressing room. Like, Klopp doesn't seem like he has one. Pochettino, Mourinho do. They, yeah. they not saying they don't work with their players, but they work on their defensive side. Jurgen Klopp, honestly, I think he's used the same tactic from when he was at Dortmund yep. or, or, or probably at probably at Mainz as well yeah. to now, and it's been found out at Dortmund when he finished. What was it six? Season. No, so I feel like below six. I yeah. watched. I watched them that season. They were honestly. I said shocking. it. You know, I said it previously. One of the worst defenses mm. I've seen from any football. They team. still had Hummels. They still had yeah, Subotic. Yeah, I think Gotts was the only player that left. Yeah, and I sat there and was like, "How can you have the likes of Hummels and um, who was playing inside Hummels at the time, Subotic, mm. and be one of the worst defensive teams I've seen in a long time? They're not bad defenders. No, yeah, that's all." And the things that for me is I don't even mind maybe one, two, three games it happening, but it was a constant cycle, game after game. And I was like, it gets to a point where manager says, enough is enough, let's tighten up. And I said, this, what on earth is this guy doing on the training field that they can't rectify this? At what stage does a manager say, let's revert to a new plan because mm. this plan isn't working? And that is his biggest issue. Okay. So, but Ballon d'Or, because Harry Kane, we got Harry Kane there. I mean, we, we, we've sort of mentioned it before when we did our, was it our last podcast yeah, when no, there's no, Champions so League? If he scores... Like 10 Champions League goals? We said seven. Seven. And he's yeah. got like five? He's got a hat-trick that, that night, didn't he? I think it depends on who he scores against. Champions. Yeah, this, this, is what we've, this, is what, this, this is kind of my thing as well. I, I think it's... Cause they, I think they're going to get out of the group now. Oh, yeah. They're going to get out of the group, no problem. Um, I feel when it comes to the knockouts, if he's about... Even because they're not going to win it. Mm. But if he performs and scores goals, yeah, then nah, I, I, I don't want to hear any debate about what Casemiro gets. I mean, this this is this is post that Madrid tie as well. Uh, I think yeah. 
uh, the reason why I personally wouldn't put him there <clears throat> world class is just because if you talk about world class you're talking about whether it be performance or goals they're defining moments like you look at Ronaldo his goals okay. they're all defining moments Messi his performances and goals are defining moments okay. and I said that if, if, if that was the case Tottenham would have um, beaten Chelsea in the FA Cup last season. Yes. When missing, that's true. Exactly. When Leicester won the when West, when Leicester won the league, mm-hmm. his goals would have would have shh, propelled shh, Tottenham. Shh, shh, we finished second. Exactly. To winning the league. Exactly. But what I'm saying is that because years is all good, well and good scoring against you know the easier teams, maybe hearing against the big teams, but your goals have to sort of be a defining moment. That's the catapult. That's for instance, yeah. I take for instance, Thierry Henry, I said this, Thierry Henry um, against um, Real Madrid all those years mm-hmm. ago, Arsenal won mm-hmm. 1-0. Arsenal played defensive, but that goal was crucial to them getting to that final. Yeah. And you can tell that man won it on his own for Arsenal for them to, for them to get there. And I sit there, have I seen Kane really do that? No, yeah. Not okay. really. In the that's big true. game, sometimes it's a bit quiet. And I think that's where he needs to sort of ensure that his goals come when it matters. Do That's you, the reason why we put Ronaldo in. Do you need, goals, do you need titles to be considered world-class? That's, That's a difficult one. Not, not just titles, I mean, like, like trophies as well. Like trophies that matter. So, I mean, Champions excluding League. England. Because the, 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 the domestic t- titles don't really matter, but unless it's the Premier League. So, the league and the League. so, I mean, if you're in Spain or Italy, because when their cups actually matter, because yeah. they actually play good and good football during, during cup ties, if you've won a cup for like an Inter, so could we say if Icardi wins the uh, what's what's the league? Coppa Italia. Could you could you define him as world class? No, no, yeah. I think uh, there is. I think those two are world class finishers. I think yeah. they're, they're killers. Like yeah. when it comes, to Icardi's better. Come to Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> when, it to go- when it comes to scoring goals, I trust them one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but the reason why we mentioned Champions League and all of that is because that's where, you know, in this country, you used to hear this myth about players playing World Class opponents every weekend. That's not the case. In oh, the, hell no. In any in any league in general, you don't play World Class opponents every week. That's a lie. Yeah. But when you come to the Champions League and then you get to those stages where you face the well-known World Class sides that are supposed to have these World Class players, if you perform on de- against them, then people can start putting you into that bracket and have that conversation. His, yeah, I'll say this. If Kane really is to be world class, then he will perform against the big teams and ultimately that won't go unnoticed if we want to talk about the trophy things. Then big clubs will come crawling. If big clubs aren't crawling, aren't really coming for Kane, then, then, they've, then they've seen something in him that means that, oh, we don't want him, which mm. could be that he doesn't perform against the big teams. And ultimately, when we talk about the biggest clubs like the Real Madrid, the Barca's, the Bayern, they want players to sort of come in and help them against the big team because the smaller teams can take care of itself. Mm. And that is what, and I think, you know, those are things we have to look for in Kane in the future. Yeah. Like if he truly is world-class, why isn't no one coming for him? Is he performing against the big teams? And obviously these are the questions that have been asked and will continue to be asked about Kane. Should we throw the hazards fund yet? We had a fan come for us hard oh, yeah. and a hazards fight. Like, you know, there's super fans on Twitter. The, the, had a, the, had a hazard I'm, picture. I'm a big hazard fan, but it's like he doesn't have the mentality to, to get to the next level. Like Thank he's, ha- he's happy. You. Like, he's happy just performing, playing well on the team. But that's like it. If you gave um, Hazard Ronaldo's um, attitude, Ronaldo in his mind said, "I want to be the best." Yeah. And he always had that. And I saw it last season against when they played Juventus. What was the difference? Ronaldo's was like, "I'm going to be the best. I'm going to kill my opponents. I'm yeah. going to score against them. I'm going to slaughter them." 
and he did exactly that yeah. against uh, Juventus. He probably had the best defense coming into that final. But you see, saw that they conceded two, two or three goals the whole tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's crazy. He remembered the strength of this one game. Yeah, and that's crazy. it. Hazard just doesn't have the mentality to take himself to the next level. Hey, but you can appreciate his quality, but he's a good player. Hey, right? but he scores against Maribor though. Maribor, that's that's yeah, that's, that, the that that's the big opponent. That's the big opponent, man. What's that really used? Nah, yeah, he, he used it. Yeah, they're crazy, man. Super fan, like the guy came strong. And I bet he's one of those players that has maybe a Chelsea, a Chelsea player as one of these pitches. He has Hazard. Hazard. Like, literally, <laughs> it's, 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 I know this time. His bio had Hazard within it. Like it was, it was crazy. I think, I think he had a like his own video of Hazard's, which he edited together himself of Hazard's goals pinned. It was part of his pinned tweet. I looked at this and I was like, who is this guy? Like, why are you coming so hard for us? I don't understand what's and happening. And you know the worst thing is that these people sit there all day and type in things such as Hazard and just go through the negatives and decide I'm going to battle people yeah. today. And I sit there like, who's got time like that? It's crazy. It's crazy. Super fans are there. Yeah. Wow. But it's great. But yeah, but um, I'll say one thing. Kane deserves to be on that Ballon d'Or list. Yeah. But I, said, I remember I listened to Talk Sport one day and I, I, honestly, I was so close to sort of switching off this game. <laughs> what did they say? They said, oh, um, there's Kane can win Ballon d'Or this year. That it, they can't, like, it doesn't seem far-fetched for him to win Ballon d'Or. It's like, really? I was like, really? To win it? To win it. To win you know, it. Do, do why they're doing this? Because he's got, what, I think 45 yeah. goals in 40 and games. And that's what they said. They said, oh, look at his goal-scoring records. It's on level par with Ronaldo's and Messi. So why couldn't they? Because Ronaldo won the Champions League. Exactly. <laughs> Ronaldo, Ronaldo's goals won the league <laughs> and a Champions mm-hmm, League. Mm-hmm. And Messi's Messi. He's always going to be there exactly. until he retires. So, for the, but why do you listen to talk sport for, man? Sometimes it's funny. Some sounds old, sounds, 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 sounds old governors, you know. They're old governors. <laughs> Of course, they're going to put Harry Kane there. Ah, oh, back in the day, Harry Kane. Reminds me of Lineker, he does. Anyway, what are we going to talk about next? We could go in for. United? Maybe. Not United, no, 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 no. No, no, no. We'll go into a, a manager's debate. So we'll, we'll link back to Klopp in a minute. Okay. But Arsenal beat Everton 5 2. Yep. I'm sure, I really should have it up. Actually, I do have it up. What am I doing? Yeah, anyway. Five two, away, and Everton usually do a business. Ended up with Koeman losing his job. Wonderful, deserved. Absolutely, hundred percent. Why? Hundred percent. Do you know what? For me, he said a few worrying things this season, but made me think. Hold on, no manager should be saying these things that you're saying, and it made me realize that he he doesn't know what he's doing at Everton. He said things that, oh, the players are not following my instructions. You know, they go on the pitch, they're not confident passing the ball. They seem confident. They're playing it backwards. I don't know why they're playing it backwards. <laughs> they're supposed to play in forwards. And I said, hold on, that's a that's something you're supposed to work out. Yeah. Yeah. Something you're supposed to work on on the training ground. And obviously, if things are not working on the on the pitch, you're supposed to come out there and motivate your players. Or if certain players aren't performing, sort of change things. It's not that you sit there, watch things happen, go to the train, training ground, train all week, say things happen again, and then you go to the press conference and say such things. He's trying to sort of absolve himself from all responsibilities and I sit there as I hold on this man doesn't know what he's doing and doesn't know how to fix things and I've always said that for me if I was if I was an owner the first thing I ask my manager if there's problems that how do you intend to fix things Mm. if he gives me valid enough reason to say this is what we're going to do this is our blueprint this is the plan I said okay I give you a chance to see whether that works out if not then you sort of look to remove the manager 
But Coleman looked just absolutely clueless mm. in that job. And it was evident against Arsenal. For me, I thought Arsenal were there for the taking. Especially when they went 1-0 up, yep. they seemed on control of things. I mean, the first 15 minutes, Arsenal seemed in control. Everton got the game and it switched. Everton looked on top. As soon as Arsenal got that equaliser... They were finished. Finished. I don't know, like, confidence dropped. They couldn't play football anymore. They allowed Arsenal to do what they want. And I thought to myself, this man is getting sacked within the next two days. Hmm. That's what I told my friends. <laughs> You're around the money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, you know what, it was, it was, for me, it's a case of, so when he, sp- when he spent all that money... 19 million. <laughs> the only signing that really convinced me was Jordan Pickford in terms of, that's a good keeper, making the next, step, next level up. I thought Sandro was a good signing. Yes, yeah, look. Because he, yeah. he looked very good last season. He's a goal scorer. Goal scorer. But then, this is what I don't understand. See, and this is this is Kuma's problem. So he tried to sell me us. He tried to totally embarrass him at the club. We'll get to, we'll get to that. We'll get there. But then you he's 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 backing your team. You signed Sandro Ramirez, who scored a lot of goals last season, twenty plus goals. Yeah. In the in just the league as well, you bench him consistently. Um, you start Calvert Lewin. That's fine. You want to promote youth, yeah. but he's not ready. Um, you signed Wayne Rooney. That was more of a emotional slash comeback home yeah. sort of thing, and. I think yeah. that was more Rooney's decision. Yeah, Rooney. I mean, I always, I always said it. If Rooney didn't retire, man, he was at Everton. He wouldn't go anywhere else. Yeah. And that's fair because he's gone there. He's done all right. To be fair, he's, he's done. He hasn't done anything bad really so far. But you sign players like Michael Keane, and you just fit, um, who's um, is it Vlasic and Vlasic, Jagielka, Jagielka still, still playing games. Oh, you know, Ashley Williams doesn't really know how to defend much anymore. Even yeah. though to be fair, I always feel quite average. <laughs> um, but these are all components that you've put in together you spent so much money and Ben man you finished seventh last season and you spent a lot of money on bringing on a whole load of new players yeah. one you've ruined the chemistry yeah. yes and two with all these new players coming in no matter who you are sometimes it takes a long time for these players to gel together and for it to click last season Pep brought in quite a lot of players yeah. and they went 10 out of 10 but as soon as they lost they went missing mm. and you started the season alright you won one you went to see you got a draw yeah. everyone's thinking okay it's going to click so did I and then you, <laughs> yeah I was thinking oh look like, you're doing well and then you, you lose and then it's gone difference between you and Pep is that Pep was still doing enough to keep to you up and you're 18th I've spent 90 plus million and, and, it, was, and it, was, it was weird where Marina said you spend that much money you should be trying for top four and he went no how can you say that we shouldn't be trying I was like Yes, when you spend that money, especially what they finished what seventh, seventh last yeah. season. So you should push it up. You've now spent more money, brought in more players. Why should you now be aiming higher than the position you finished last season? So, and I sat down and thought, listen, this man is a coward. He's trying to sort of cover himself when yeah. things go wrong. And I was like, that's not the type of man you need at a club. Mm. You want a man to come out and say, take responsibility. Like Marino does it. He, you know, he deflects things off off the focus of a of a bad performance. But you know, deep down, he's taking. He knows something is wrong. But I just don't want you to highlight it. Pep sometimes says a few weird things. But in his mind, you know this guy knows what's going on. He knows what's wrong. He's taking responsibility. It's not going to happen again. This man took absolutely no responsibility. I love to blame the players. Like, oh, the players aren't doing what I told them. They're not performing well. We're like, okay, sort it out. Yeah. If they're not performing well, you're the manager. Sort it out. Mm. Don't just lay into the players and then sit back, oh, it's not me. It was weird for me with Koeman because, like, so we'll talk about the uh, Nias situation. So, what was it? Nias claimed that he 
He emptied out his he locker. Came in. He came in, emptied out his locker. What's it? Uh, made him sit with the under 21s yes, and train with the under 21s. Eat with them. Eat with them. them, all that stuff. And he couldn't eat with the first team. Yep. Yeah, took, yeah, took out his stuff. Then he says some of the players sort of stopped talking to him. Yeah. So Probably he tried, like, tried his best to force him out. Didn't happen. Does the same with Ross Barkley. I don't think he went I was, as I was, I was, far. Yeah, I, was, I was about to say that too. Yeah. Because I think Ross Barkley is another one. You look at Ross Barkley and Everton fans growing up has an affinity with him. All of a sudden decides I'm not signing a contract. Yeah. And that's a bit weird. Because mm. I'm like, wow, when someone like Ross Barkley is now saying, I don't want to be at this club. Something's happening. Something's going on in the background. And even the way Coleman said it, it's like, oh, sign or you go. Mm. Yeah. Like, ultimatum. Ultimatum. And I was like, especially in this generation especially. and during and during the season too like I can understand where the yeah, season's well. finished yeah 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 you can uh, you know you give boys that during the season you say oh he has one week or two weeks to sign the contract I was like whoa that is a that's a, that's a, that's a bit mm. harsh and it told me it showed me that something is wrong in the background he's a horrible man manager yeah. he just doesn't understand relationships he seems like I feel like Kuman is probably the only manager in the Premier League that shouts at their players he looks like it. He looks like <laughs> it. Like I don't think anybody, any manager nowadays, shouts at their players when yeah. when, when they're performing bad. I think they they have to discuss it. Otherwise, five seconds later, they're on their phone talking to their agent, saying, yeah. "I want to, I want to leave this club," yeah. because that's how big the egos are in in the in today's game. But yeah, he just he just seems like he wanted to. He either shouts at you directly and then alienates you, yeah. or he just throws his toys at Prime and storms out the office. He seems like that's he seems like that sort type of explosive character, and it just doesn't it doesn't work, and he ended up losing his job. Yeah, I mean there was even stories I heard when I was listening to the radio one time about his time at Benfica, where there was a few Benfica players that didn't like him, and there was one particular I, I don't think they even gave the name of a player. There Jesus, was, <laughs> anonymous. <laughs> there was one one Benfica player who actually had it out with him, told him that listen. Like the way you, the way you're not a man, the way you behave with players isn't great. We're not liking things at the club. We're oh, not sure. liking the environment and, and everything. Mm. And yeah, and he said that yeah, one called him a hypocrite because he said how he came late to a meeting one time and Kuma basically isolated him, whereas another player misbehaved and he did nothing. And he so and it said that that shows you the type of man mm. Cohen is that mm. you know he doesn't have always have a great relationship with his players. And I think that is vital now, especially where there's so much competitiveness in leagues. You need to sort of find that extra edge to get more of your players to mm. be yeah. more competitive. Mm. And you're right on that because he did. He made a comment about, about Wayne Rooney this year, and um, he said um, something about Wayne Rooney can do no wrong. Mm. And this was where two or three games Rooney was just missing. Yeah. Like he, he was missing the game. <laughs> and you compare it to other players. So someone like Schneider, you signed him in January. Yeah. He has one bad game. He's out. Bye. See mm. you later. Mm. You haven't seen him since. He's on the bench forever. Like things like that. You, you build. You built such, such a decent squad last season, yeah. and it looked like you got them on side, yeah. minus Barkley. And then, I mean, I don't know what happened with the Barkley thing still to this day. Because he, he had Barkley playing well, yeah, for like yeah. the first half or three quarters of the season, and all of a sudden, it just deteriorated. Because mm. you, you, you put so much pressure on him and said, Look, now it's, you sign a contract or you're gonna, and as you said, in the season, you don't do that to players, in the, especially in this climate. It's not if you look at these players, they're not. I don't know who who was a hard who's a hard man character Ray Keane. Yeah. You're not gonna have Ray Keane. these guys are not Ray Keane's anymore. No, not at all. Not you at know, all. And like, it's like even pundits to this day still think you can deal with players in that kind of way. And and loyalty only exists in this country, I'd say. To an extent as well, yeah. Because if if all these English players had some fucking sense, they go. They're gone. They go. They go. They go to, they go to a, a, a number of foreign co- teams to yeah. to play in their leagues and better themselves. Yeah. Because 
It's contract shit. Yeah. It's not shit. Simple as that. But, ah, uh, but he deserves to be sacked. That's the he deserves to be sacked. Yeah, go. Manager's race. Sack race. Who's, get, who's going next? We got... I've got Pilic. I've got Klopp. Pilic is safe. No, 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 no. Listen, if West Ham lose on the weekend, he's gone. Within no, the no, they'll, they'll keep him. There's Do you there. think? Yeah, I think they'll keep him. I don't think he's... I don't think he's Hodgson's yeah. in there as well. West Ham are scared of relegation again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrified. Listen, I don't think they're going to do like, obviously, like maybe how other teams do and wait until maybe halfway in the season where it's like, ooh. Hmm. Mm. I think they've learned... I think... They should learn a lesson from other teams. I think, hold on, maybe we need to change this a bit early before it actually gets worse than it is. Mm. I think if they lose on the weekend, I think they, they'll forget about this game with Tottenham today. Yeah. But, um, if oh, they, yeah, they have if, to. If they lose on the weekend, I think it's gone within a week. Because, listen, I have, listen, where I work here, so many West Ham fans mm. went to watch the game absolutely sick and tired of it. They, How many of them left early? The Brighton last, game, yeah. The Brighton game. Yeah, 3-0. I was on the train one time. These two, there was a guy wearing his West Ham fleece. I thought, oh, you have no shame wearing that on the train. <laughs> An old guy walked on, talked to each other. Like, oh, were you at the game? He's like, yeah, as a game. Oh, disgrace. Left early. He's like, yeah, you left early. I left early too. And, <laughs> Jesus. That, and, that, and that shows the fact that random strangers can see each other and, and be and, and be, dis- and be discussing that. It shows you how bad things are at the club. And, oh, I, and yes. I don't think. And I think, yes, we talk about loyalty, but loyalty should only run so far before you realise this guy can't get these players yeah. playing. Mm. I think I think Hodgson's next. I think this players are going to... <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, because I thought after they beat Chelsea, I was thinking he might actually get a decent oh, amount no, of results. Never, I knew that was just a fluke. No, <laughs> no, no, it, it was it was definitely a fluke. But you know, there was sometimes there's managers in the game. It happens like, it's like for example, when a new manager comes in, maybe halfway or three quarters into the season and then they win their first three games is that new manager luck kind of thing sometimes it happens but then they won that game lost to Newcastle then they got destroyed 4-1 by Bristol yesterday mm. Mm. honestly and that performance I haven't, <laughs> I haven't even watched the goals I'm going to watch it you, you need to see but it but when I saw that uh, I couldn't believe it I saw 2-1 yeah. 3-1 4-1 I was like Hold on, Bristol. Are, what what league is Bristol in for you to be? I think they're championship, but they're not. They're not. They're not, yeah. co- they're not competing they're for not, even playoffs right like, now. Like, and it's, it's 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 embarrassing because not only that, you also played players that you play in Premier League games on the weekend. So this is this is full strength <laughs> that you're trying to go for, and you got absolutely embarrassed. We told we told you guys that this man's whatless. Yeah, we've seen he, this. He, he knows nothing. Nobody He's finished. Wants, nobody wants to listen. How many like, this guy's been criticised throughout his England career? You've the only glo- the only. Ref- only defining fact is that he got Fulham. Yes. Yeah. You wait for Cup final. How, how, how many years ago? Uh, since then, 2007. Like, since then, what has he done for him to warrant yeah. another Premier League yeah, exactly. job? Exactly. I mean, the other man. So Eddie Howe's sitting in the relegation zone, but there's, no, he's, there's, there's Bournemouth. He's, safe. Bournemouth he's super safe. Yeah. Stoke, Mark Hughes. Safe. Oh, I forgot. No, oof. I, no, 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 I don't I'm think so. Yeah. I'm him on that list. Yeah, yeah I'm on that list. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I, list. I, I would, I would put him on that list, but this is not the first time they've been in that situation with him. And I feel, unless they they see a manager that they feel they can get that will push them to that next level, mm. I feel they're very comfortable with, with him and who he's able to bring in because their first their first big change was when they brought him in was change the football. Yeah, and he's done that. Yeah, it's not the most entertaining football, but it's not the football they were playing under Pulis, and. He's bringing in a certain level of players, and his name his name carries some weight in other countries for them. You know, like yeah, Hesse coming in, and like, you know, it, it, they they maybe I feel like they just feel like they feel comfortable in the sense that you know what this guy won't get us to get relegated, and he can bring in a certain kind of player because he's got a name. But once I, I mean, I think once they do get that name that they feel they can grab, 
then he'll be I, out. I, I sort of agree. I don't think I think he's on that list. I don't think he's under pressure yet. Where results continue to go against him, I think he'll be under pressure. Mm. And you know, I said if I was an up and coming manager, Stoke is one of those clubs I will look to go to. Yeah. I look at everything is where they have decent players. They've finished in the top half for like how many seasons? And I think yeah. there is so much room for progression. Yeah. But you can build with Stoke. My issue with Mark Hughes is that Mark Hughes started something great, changed the football, brought in a whole load of different players to do that. Then he reverted back to old type, which he and, and I sat there and I was like, "Whoa, what's going on here?" Bojan wasn't playing. Affleck wasn't playing. The fact that Crouch gets game time. Is Crouch gets game time. Ridiculous. To this day. And for me, that was my biggest worry. We still, I was like, something was progressive going forward. You know, remember when they played City and they won that match, yeah. played them off the park. Yeah. Now they've gone absolutely backwards. Where it's now just gone to the set, like the, the old English mentality. We just have workhorses in the club. Mm-hmm. Let's just be organised. You know. Yeah. We don't, you know. We don't care about anything else. And I think, and I thought to myself, wow, like it's a shame what is happening at Stoke, and it's a shame that Mark Hughes is now taking them backwards like this. And I think the results go against him. Within the next month, if the results don't really pick up, I think he'll be under pressure That's come fair. Christmas. Paul Clement, Swansea. Nah, it's not under pressure. Uh, I think he'll be okay. I, I think they, I think the old Swansea will give him time yeah. to sort of yeah. get things going. He'll be okay. They they get up and down results. Not that they're totally just having shocking results, but they're going up and down. But I think moment. some owners need to sort of. Um, understand the position of a club or what a club really is. You can't yeah. really put your expectations too much. A, a club like Swansea should yeah. be grateful that they're in the league. Maybe sort of challenge for the top half, but not really expect them to be winning week in, week out. Yeah. So I think they should expect up and down results. Two questions. Could Klopp go and should Klopp go? Should if, Klopp if he go? Does it, if he doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> I'll give him to the end season. That's why I said three seasons is more than enough for me. If you're not um, like, if you're not um, performing in the league in the way that I feel you should because mm. where, where have they finished? They finished first season was what? Top four? Two, two seasons in a row top four? No, they didn't on the clock. On the clock, first season was no, where? The last season was the last season they finished top four. I think they finished seventh or sixth, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Season, yeah. yeah. So, it's slight progression but again, there's so many holes in that team. For me, it's like this. So he said three to five years to win a title. Whether whatever title that is, I don't know. But right now, you don't look like you're going to be close to winning anything. If he doesn't do anything well and he's not looking to progress the squad in even January, then he got to go because his one big fault, and I think it's also a club thing in January, is his obsession with certain players and wanting to get them. Nabi Keita, number one, I don't feel like He's good. He's a very good player, mm-hmm. but he's not going to improve the squad. I don't feel like he's going to improve. Plus the, squad. the deal, huh? What the deal? What yeah, deal was, no, it's not, it's not about the money. It's the fact that they wait one year for him million I don't know and come end the season. I don't know who negotiating that. Honestly. If you want a player, I mean, you can tell they're short midfield anyway. So why am I waiting another year? Mm. Exactly. By, by then, is like you could you could be backwards from where you were because obviously now they're in Champions League. Mm. There's no guarantee they're going to finish in the top four mm. next year, this season. So is that like, well then you're now back to square one. Where exactly. you really wanted that player to progress the team to be more competitive on all fronts and sort of challenge for a league, do well in the Champions League, it's, it's pointless. That's it. And, you know, he's another player that can play his style of pressing, but he's not a player that's so good defensively. Mm. And we already discussed it. That Navigator? Yeah. Defensively? I don't think he's great. He's decent. Decent. He works to box. He's a box to box, yeah. But box to box, for me, box to box, and. I mean, if you, t- if you put him in. A- 
midfielder. Marco thinks they need. Marcus I mean, they do need a defensive midfielder. Yeah, because you need. But if you put him in the Wijnaldum role, he excels. I don't know. I uh, oh no, actually, he he works on his role of going box to box, absolutely. But then again, you're you're replacing a box to box with a box to box. I no, the I, quality I next to yeah, him absolutely. is still not there. Yeah. And again, the the other deal was the Van Dyke thing. Again, the guy signed just like Coutinho. Can you Coutinho signed a five year contract in January. Van Dyke signed a six year contract in January. So if you're not going to sell Coutinho, <laughs> what reason have they got to sell Van Dyke? Mm. And then when they told you no. You had to apologise for tapping up all that it, stuff. It was, it was so hypocritical. Yeah. The same way they were stamping their feet with Coutinho and they were trying to do the same with Van Dyke and it's like, hold on, you can't do the same and expect Southampton not to do the same. Mm. Exactly. And, you know, again, no backup. This, this is what I hate about managers. No plan B. In, whether it's in games, whether it's in the transfer window, training tactics, whatever it is, if you can't apply a plan B to a game or to yourself, then you're not a good manager to me. Question. So, end of the season and he's not in the top four, is he gonna? Is he, is he gonna? He won't be gone. But I, I, I you would, think he should I, go? I, I, would, I would get you rid of him. You would get rid of him. I think First question to you. Yeah. Could, Klopp go, could Klopp go and should Klopp go? I don't think Klopp will go. I think, I think the Liverpool, I think the board Liverpool will sort of believe in his plan. Absolutely, yeah. And I think they they're impressed with what he's brought in so far just this attacking because I think from a commercial point oh, of view yeah. mm-hmm. they, can, they can sort of utilise that so much say oh we've got this attractive brand let's bring in more fans listen come to Liverpool the football's great you enjoy it so they can u- utilise that so I don't think he will be gone I think if if he doesn't finish in the top four I don't think he should go unless they have an adequate replacement if they have someone who can do a better job Get rid of him That's and, the and, 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 and and definitely bring someone in who can actually do that job. Because for me, it's like. Christ, you sound like you're a winger in fan. <laughs> for me, it's like, how long will you get away with not addressing your problems? For me, a good manager, I don't even mind if he addresses the problems and they don't do well, because at least then you know, okay, cool, he's, he's addressed, he's trying. Yeah. Then it's all about just getting things clicking together. It's the fact that it's the same old problems are still there, and he's trying to pull the wall over our eyes. Oh, we have our defence is great. We don't need new defenders, blah blah blah, and yet we can. Everyone can see it's like, come on, we're not blind, like we're not fools. We can see what's going on. Absolutely. There's also one thing that people always forget to mention or highlight. Liverpool needed a striker. People yeah. forget to listen. Daniel Sturridge is out in the cold. Firmino for me is not a striker. At all. No. What on earth is it? They bought Solanke, who doesn't play games. Mm-hmm. Danny Ings. <laughs> Danny Ings. Honestly, I. I, I question whether they've done a hitman job on Danny Ings because <laughs> I have no idea where this player is. No, he, he got two crucial ligaments. That's I'm sure he's fit now. Yeah, he should be fit now. Yeah, he should. But it's but it's crazy. I sat there and I was like, listen, little two. That is a crayon, Yeah, he's done. He's that done. Is a cra- oh, two. Oh. He's done. But that's when people also forget. I said, I said from the beginning, Liverpool need a striker, someone who's gonna stretch defences and get them goals because Firmino does it Firmino is like Coutinho playing up front they just mm-hmm. love to come to the ball play around in the midfield they're not like defences are not worried about um, Firmino because he's not running in behind he's not really moving in the dangerous areas that proper strikers would unless like, you're compare, exactly comparing to like um, Gabriel Jesus and Aguero if I'm a defender I'm terrified because these guys the mm. runs they're making they're not making runs anyway they're making runs where it's like oh I need to be aware because a goal is coming. Yeah. And I sat there, I was like, okay, apart from the defence, which should be number one priority, Liverpool also need a striker. 
come on, they can't come against the likes of Real Madrid and co and think that they're going to frighten them with the likes of Firmino up front. Absolutely. Then Sergio comes in and doesn't get game time. So it's so, so out of touch with just playing football. It's, like, it's, it's pointless. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, I think, I think he should go if they don't finish in the top four. But only if you find somebody who can actually do a better job because I'm looking around and I'm not too sure if there is really anyone out there. But but in truth, a, a surprise appointment could surprise people mm. because it's all about giving people opportunities. I mean, Ryan Giggs is that. sniffing about for a job, oh so... Gosh. If he ever touches the list. But didn't Philip Neville also throw his hat in for, for uh, Everton? Everton both, of them, both of them were <laughs> Everton. Both of them were Everton, yeah. yeah. Both of them were and Everton. I was like, the master and the apprentice did a shocking job at Valencia. Now Apprentice wants to become master at Everton. Come on, sit down. It's <laughs> crazy, it's crazy. So let's talk about United. Huddersfield, as Darren said, six, was it six, five years? sixty-five years since they beat us. Yeah. First of all, you know what? United. Can I, can you, I quickly add something? You go. go I really hate this where they go sixty-five years first up because like how many times have they played each other? Exactly. exactly. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. So, I sit there and I was like, really, like, give us how many games they played. Not like, oh, it's been forty-five years since they last. Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. If yeah, they've yeah. only played each other once or twice during mm. that period. Exactly. Mm. Go ahead, Michael. Um, so. First of all, I've noticed this. I've noticed this for a long time. Yeah, I always try to keep quiet about it. May they have this trend? When, when, even on the side of Ferguson, there's always this team that came up that we expected to beat, and then they beat us very clear. Like, the first one, the one that comes to mind more than anything. This, this was a loss that really hurt me because I went to school and I got destroyed for it. <laughs> um, when we lost to Burnley one 0 when Robbie Blake hit a volley really close to the goal. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. 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 I got I got slaughtered <laughs> on Monday. I got slaughtered at school because it's like, how are you losing to Burnley? But it was a trend that we used to use to Middlesbrough quite a lot. Mm. Like, these losses happen. Now, my issue with the loss is this. Number one, we had players talking about passion. Now, there's two different types of passion for me. Huddersfield, Brighton, and Newcastle mm. as well, to be fair. Um, when these teams come up, they want to beat the so-called big boys because. So you think Newcastle? Newcastle, are, no, New, I don't want to say Newcastle in that list because Newcastle are. They have me, that history, don't they? They got the history, and they, to yeah. me, they're still kind of a big club in in some senses. So. Just a name, yeah. Yeah, so I don't. Just yeah. Just in terms of stadium, because really, there's no. Yeah, way. exactly. So, yeah. so I don't want to really put them in that class. So we put those two then, yeah. and maybe other teams from the past. Mm. So if I see that Huddersfield and Brighton, they first pop of the cherry. They're not expecting to stay in Premier League, but if they beat a big boy. Is a cap in their feather. They can say, oh, we got relegated, but remember that time we beat Man United? And it sticks for them. That's their passion. When you go to their home, they're going to fight for the cause and say, yeah, we're coming to beat you. Whether you like it or not, we're going to try our best. you got Ander Herrera saying we needed passion. <laughs> <laughs> to be... To be burned. You know how scandalous that is? That's like Iniesta. I guess Alavesh or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> <like that. laughs> now, my issue is this like, number one, the quality is on a higher level on, in our team in general. Yeah. We've got a better goalkeeper, a better defense, better midfield, better strikes. All day long. But you just didn't apply yourself in the right way in the match. Um, it was too slow. It was, for some reason, highly defensive, despite the fact that the team set out was to go out and attack. And, um, what about Lukaku? Ah, oh boy. 
<laughs> you see, this is the thing because I wear Morata in the first place. I'm still kind of annoyed that we've got Daka Lukaku in it. Ninety million pounds and gone missing. <laughs> Boy, and I think somebody else, we've, we've been here shooting for one of our clubs, Sandy Cardi, but life goes on. <laughs> Big Mauro, um, come to Arsenal, fam. But it's things like that. That that's why that's why I understand. See, I wasn't happy with Mourinho saying what he said about Herrera saying, or if he said this. Your player said that. Just try and, if they're gonna get at him, defend him, and then you talk to him privately. That's what I've always wanted my man just to do. But I can't blame him at the same time because it's like you've come out. Someone's talking to you saying, "Yeah, your player said you need more passion against Huddersfield." <laughs> <laughs> like, like, are you serious? You could also use that. Oh, it's a foreigner, so maybe. That's hard Brexit out here, bro. <laughs> He, he doesn't truly understand the way. But also, um, it was just the, the lack, and I'm gonna, I have to shout him out because even though people are getting at um, Lindelof yeah. for his mistakes, <laughs> what, what mistake? I, will, I will tell you straight up if I was a, def- a Premier League defender yeah. and Phil Jones comes off and my man just telling me you're going to stand next to Chris Smalling, <laughs> I'll be scared as well. <laughs> I'll be shaking my boots this morning because number one, the guy has, in my opinion, like he has no sense of actual defensive ability. Like I watch him and the basic things he does is so off. And Lindelof, I'm not saying that you should look at him and you should now be feeling like some sort, some sort of way. He always said he's not playing well, so I can't play well. Yeah. But he's a new player. And when he played next to Phil Jones, he looks comfortable. The one game he had with Bay for a couple of minutes, he looks comfortable. Yeah. When it's this guy, you know, and, <laughs> yeah, then, and, but, then, and then in front of you, you got one side of protection from Matic. Then you got the headless chicken. That you got, you got the roadrunner. That's, me, that's that and, guy. and the Herrera. For yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. Know. That's, that's the chase. He's a roadrunner. The guy that who that's the guy chased the coyote around, didn't it? And the Herrera is an amazing place. Only player that I see that runs around without actually having any intention of running for the ball. Honestly! <laughs> Honestly! And that, that is an amazing skill. And there was one, I'll, I'll highlight, I'll highlight one, game, the, the Liverpool game for this one. So Coutinho went on a little bit of a dribble. Yeah. The guy, <laughs> the guy slid in, but didn't commit himself. So he slid in for himself for no reason. And then he was in front of, behind him, Jones. So Jones was going towards Coutinho. He had to stop because the guy just slid in front of him. <laughs> and Coutinho dragged the ball the other way. <laughs> <laughs> And this is why it frustrates me, and that's one thing that we didn't correct. Now I feel like I was annoyed with um, Andres Pereira because yeah. I felt like when Pogba gets injured, that'll be the player to replace him. Mm. They might not be on the same level of quality, but the same type of player, and that's the reason why Mourinho wants to keep Pereira because he knew that if I need you in that situation, you'll be there. And he sort of just said, "I need, to, I'm going to Valencia. I want to play football." And I understand and he's, it. And he's playing well. Yeah, playing he's playing well, very well. But you have to, but you have to sort of commend players' ambitions. Like if you compare like Pereira to like Lingard, who's just happy to just be play every now and then. Play every games, now and yeah. then. It's not like players that have high ambitions. Exactly. And it's good. So it's good. I don't know. I mean, we 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 either scold managers for sending out good players. Mm. On loan, or we or we commend there's, players for trying to stick out and, and, and work their way into the, in their first team. There's a difference for me. Pereira left because he just felt like he wasn't going to get enough football team at the time. And he's yeah. 22 years old. He wants his enough. I get that. I do understand that. The difference, the difference in that and actual managers sending out loan players on loan that are good, even though there's clear spaces for them in the squad. Yeah. Like 
How long did it take Adrian Christensen? He's a good defender. Quadrado was there. Quadrado well. was sent out on loan. So he was permanently sold. That's yeah. another good player. Um, he's gonna mention Chelsea players. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? They're the biggest culprits. Yeah. And you got all these guys that can actually play in their teams, but they just learn that for no reason. He, like you said, was ambitious. It was all like, a, you know, I want to play for. I want to prove yeah. myself. And the thing I liked about it was Mourinho showed him that I want you to be at my club by extending his contract by a year before letting him go on loan. Mm-hmm. So it compensates for that year that you're gone. Yeah. So obviously he's got a plan for him and he wants to be in the squad. But that's why I felt we needed him because when I have players like a Herrera come in, Scott McTominay and Herrera played the same match yesterday. McTominay was head and shoulders above Ander Herrera. Oh, like, th- he looked better on the ball. His decision-making was a hundred times better. Yeah. And I'm watching you and I'm thinking, you're a 27-year-old Spanish international footballer. And people used to say, oh, Herrera's playing well this season. Why is he not getting into the Spanish squad? Well, why do you think? Because, yeah, you got to start 11, Iniesta, Busquets, and uh, uh, Thiago. On the bench. You've got Sal coming up. Sal. Mm. Um, even when he comes back to fitness, Santa Carzola's miles b- above you. And then, what, they should come and play, what, Darren called... Um, Herrera fall Kante in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's no, literally Kante. who he is. They're, they're roadrunners. They run around. All right. and oh, Darren also mentioned Mourinho. About this. the focus thing and PSG. Yeah. Yeah, it's a point. I mean, if you're talking about PSG saying they're a special club, you know what that means for managers these days. You know they said, they said it, uh, there was an article earlier that said um, that it's crazy that someone like Mourinho is allowed to get away with that because like, if a player did that yeah they would have been lambasted for like throughout the whole media mm. for the next week or two when Mourinho, <laughs> Humph, at least Ma- exactly depends when on Ma- the stature of the player exactly well. when Mourinho did it no one said anything and mm. it's like and, and the article say like why is someone like Mourinho allowed to sort of put the feelers out with PSG mm. and nothing happens especially at a big club like Manchester United who are a bigger club than PSG yeah, and can even compete with PSG financially obviously not to the extent that they've done with Neymar and all of that but they can mm. they, they, they have the pedigree so compete with them mm. player wise financially if they want to play up and, and I thought it's quite scandalous that Mourinho is behaving like this mm. so early on in the season and so early on in his United career that he's behaving I feel like if he was there five six years and he did this yeah okay I understand maybe he's a bit bored wants a new challenge yeah. but he's like you've only been there for a year yeah, yeah. Successful year as well. Exactly. Yeah, he was yeah. tough. Well, apparently, you want to go make kiss if he's at PSG. Um, <laughs> I mean, what does that what does that tell the players that if if the manager's not if the manager hasn't I mean, got a plan for the next three years and if, if you're not going to stay there, what's if, what's the point in staying if, there as well? If anyone has, especially if you came from I Mourinho, mean, if, as well. anyone, if anyone has common sense, they know that Mourinho's not a long term manager. Well, in some sense. Well, no, that's because he gets fired. <laughs> no, but then he also ran away from Inter. Inter. Got I know Madrid came twice. Paul Taylor can understand because he's done everything easy, so Chelsea's mm. in its progression. Yeah. So Chelsea fired. Yeah, he, 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 he left into for Real Madrid though. Madrid, that's understandable. That's Madrid, he had no intention of signing the contract. He just said that when he let the contract run out, and then he went he Chelsea. Got, he got, I think Madrid got too political, and also, and he's also to blame for that. With yeah, the behavior and yeah. how the relationships he had with them. Casillas and them, you know. But you know, players have come in for him because they they can see there's a plan and. To be fair, I feel like I actually do feel like his his intention is to stay maybe five six years. I think so. But once he gets unhappy, I, I was just about to say that's that. that's, that's when the five six year plan goes out the window. Mm. It's like you know what, 
if you're not going to get me, make me do this, because he's to this day still moaning about if I had that one player that I wanted in the transfer. Didn't he window. say that, oh, I'm happy with what I have if you don't yeah, sign he said it. that twice now. He said that twice. But at the same time, he also comes out and says that I wanted that one player. Yeah. To be honest, I'm not going to lie to you. You had certain players that you could have still utilised yeah. as squad players. Honestly, Perisic was there, great player. If you really wanted him, put the money down. Even though Inter Milan said we want this amount of money, put, no, 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 sometimes no, no, don't. No, that's no, why I like City. No, City no, no, said, "Listen, no. put the money down and get the player." That's that's what they wanted four million more. <laughs> that's what. We bid forty-two, and we want to do add-ons. They said, "Just give us forty-six, and he's yours." In this climate, mm. they could have said, "I want ninety-five." And you signed Lukaku for ninety five, and you sat there on your ass and let him. And now he's performing. Now he's performing. I wonderfully. Inter, he's, he's performing, but but he's always performing. He's always oh, performing. Yeah, and perform. secondly, I mean, like also like Darren said, you've got Rashford, Martial, and fucking Lukaku there who are performing okay, okay, well. Okay. Plus he had Depay who he sold, and he's doing quite well at, at Leon. Just gonna have it. No, no comment there. Listen, I would have just sent Depay alone. I said, listen, yeah. get your confidence. What if you the, perform what? well. You're back in the you team. Said you, you said you sold it for 10 million and you got a bag that was a 35 million. <laughs> Ridiculous. And I sat, but I sat there and I, like, and I said to my friend, luckily this is fun. I said to my friend yesterday, I was like, how does, how does he expect Rashford and Martial to progress if he plays them one match after the other? Yeah. One, one plays, performs well, on the bench the next. Mm. Rashford is in. Rashford and plays, performs on the bench. Martial, I was like, how on earth does that work? There's no continuity. Like I said, he, do, he doesn't know how to, how to work with young players. He doesn't. He doesn't. And he, that's, that's, Throughout his entire career, he always gets the players at the, at so the right time. And this is crazy. Also, this is also to United fans as well, by the way, because United fans they need to really pick their poison here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Mkhitaryan hasn't been the best performing player in the league so far, in our team so far in general, yeah. But he's been collecting some um, statistics, and when he starts to get in his groove, he plays well. Yeah. Cool. You said drop him because he's not been playing well. That's fine. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Real life matter don't play Cam. He plays right, so he puts Jesse Lingard there now. Jesse Lingard scored two goals in the Carabao Cup or the Kawabunga Cup or whatever it's called. Kawabunga Cup. People do not get carried away with that. You know, know, because Tebison was scored a double for us and then where did he end up? You know what I'm saying? Like, I I actually feel like until we get higher quality, you just have to play the players that you got right now. And this is why I I feel like he should have sold some, some of these players. Like, I understand Rooney leaving, Rooney wants to go play first in football and he's getting much more football at Everton. He's happier. Um, the pie, you didn't really give him much of a chance anyway. No, and I scra- absolutely isolated the guy. Yeah. Exactly, absolutely isolated. And we can say people will be like, yeah, you know, he did, he didn't perform well. He got a chance. He was, he was low for me. I watched the pie. I'm not. I haven't been his biggest fan. I think he's more. I, I said it was overrated compared to what Man United fans thought he was. Mm-hmm. I thought he's a very good player, nonetheless. I was watching him all last season. It was just low on confidence. That's all it was. Mm. And I sat there. It's like Marino's not helping that. Yeah. And I was like, a good manager was so okay. I know you understand your low on confidence, but we'll do things in the background to help him build that up. Yeah. Not just isolating completely, mm. playing games, playing like the useless games here and there. And for like five, the last for five like minutes. For like last five well. minutes. And then decided we're going to sell him off. And, and then and left, him up, left him up to drive for the, with the press as well. Yeah. The press yeah. killed him. And, and, and you know, I really liked the pie when he did like interviews talking about, because uh, he held himself in. in in great grace mm. talk about oh it's up to me I need to do this it's yeah, not yeah. the manager blah 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 didn't blame anybody he says you know I need to do more and I really like that in a player he knows he's not playing well but he knows that like, no, I need to give a bit more Yeah. gone over to Leon work with a different manager different team okay. confidence is back up okay. My, he, did, he said it about two weeks ago I have dream about playing about Real Madrid, Madrid. that tells you how much his confidence yeah, has gone he, up he's, he's informed now he's like you know what I feel like I can do this 
And you, as a manager, didn't try and cater or try and train him to cater to your football. And you're doing the same thing with Luke Shaw. Because... I haven't forgot Luke Shaw. Even Everybody existed. forgot Luke Shaw apart <laughs> from United was, fans, man. You've only just reminded me, man. Exactly. <laughs> Luke Shaw, he, like, he brought back Luke Shaw for a game. Luke Shaw played well. And then you went out in the press and said, I had to tell him what to do on yeah. the pitch. How in <laughs> how does that help any player that you go out in public and you say this guy doesn't have a footballing brain? I as a manager had to stand aside and guide him in everything that he did. He was like twenty one at the time as well. Come back from a broken leg. Come back from a broken leg. You were his manager when he broke his leg. Was it Rafael Van Gaal? No, it was him. It was him. Oh shit! It was, it was him. And it's sad because that's it. He hung him out because even before then, remember when he said, "Oh, he's not fit." Yeah. And everything. I thought, wow. And I was like, these are things you keep in house. And that's that stunk <laughs> off Van Gaal so much. How many times Van Gaal say, "This guy's not up to no, my fitness yeah, 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 He's yeah. not gonna play. He's not gonna play. Same thing. You talking about Rashford and Martial? Remember I told you, you when Falcao hit a bit of form, he started scoring goals. When international scored goals, then he dropped him, and he didn't play for the next five games. No matter who you are, your confidence needs to be sky high, high to perform at your highest level. I mean, you know, it reminds me when he left Chelsea. I remember um, there was a quote. I remember he said it himself. He was like, oh, when I was leaving, there was a group of players who were sad to leave, sad to see me go, um, you know, hug me and everything. But it was a small number of players who <laughs> 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 sat in the corner of the dressing room and oh, were happy, is. definitely happy to yeah. see me go. And I said, that just, that just defines Marino. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. certain people who love him. Because obviously he always has his favourites at clubs he goes to. And the certain players will just absolutely despise him and can't wait to see the back of him. I think the only team that he's ever been a true success in terms of everybody... Actually, there's two. Maybe Inter. Of two, of, yeah, of a high-profile team. Inter. Yeah. Porto weren't, weren't high-profile. He made yeah. them into what they yeah. were. So it's a high-profile team, Inter, definitely. Everywhere else, everybody fucking hates, hates him. him. Yeah. Hates I mean, him. his first part at Chelsea, it was like a... Because everyone, everyone was. That's when they first got money. That's when yeah. the first takeover came. Was like this club spending a lot of money, so everyone really kind of hated them. Yeah. And he can, you know, for him it's like, oh, it's us against the world. Yeah, he yeah. That. So yeah. he loved it. It was like, yeah, you know what? They hate us. Let's go and get this, <laughs> and it worked. And then at some point he got sacked quite early in the season because they were yeah. falling well. They drew in the Champions League, so they said oh, yeah. enough was enough. Whatever. I think they even lost against Rosenberg that season. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. And um, you know, we went into successful no problem went to Madrid kicked out Casillas that caused a, caused a whole lot of issues straight away and from there it's just been like everyone can see your quality and year by year I feel like your football's adapted but your whole mentality is still the same yeah. and if you're going to be an all time manager you have to adapt so I just said it he said himself like I think it was like an old way he said these players you can't be how you were with them five years ago you yeah. have to yeah. look after them properly like Back in what he what he did for Ronaldo, he said he wouldn't have done that years prior when Ronaldo's father was in the hospital. He said, "Yeah, go like miss yeah. the games, like go." Before he would have been like, "Play the game, then go." Yeah. Now he's like, "No, stay with your father, fine." Like that's how you adapt with the game. But that shows the difference between Fergie and Mourinho because you look at Fergie. Fergie trusted his players, works with his players, sort of builds that sort of relationship with his players. Mm-hmm. But if he drops somebody someone else was coming in to do the job yeah now, for instance when Roy Keane was misbehaving Roy Keane you're out someone else came and did the job when Van Ischere had the issue with uh, Ronaldo got kicked out gone yep. someone in Beckham yep. too Beckham was probably United's most high profile player at the time got rid of him gone yep, but, be- gone. but because with the other players who saw him maybe not playing regularly he sort of has that relationship where it's like I want 110% from you work to the best of your abilities it may not be as sort of um, glamorous as other players 
was useful for the team. Yeah. They come in, they do the job. That's the reason why they won so many things. Mourinho does it. To- players throw the to- toys at the pram. Chelsea, when you got sacked last from Chelsea, try to do more or less do the same thing, but you've lost every. You've lost so many players yeah. that all of them just as a collective say, we're not playing for you anymore. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like that's a Chelsea problem though because Conte will be next. Conte <laughs> will be next. Conte will be next. Who did it happen to before? I think the only player, the only manager that they've, the Chelsea players have u- u- universally liked was Mateo. Di Mateo. They, they, seem, th- they seem to love Hiddick. I think they love Hiddick. Hiddick and Ancelotti. And Hiddick, yeah. Like okay. They'll be my two. I think, I think the issue is that with Chelsea, you just don't care. The success continues rolling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Regardless. But because, and the reason why is because of the environment. It's so pressurised that whoever comes in, you have to do a job or else you're gone. Yeah. And mm. everyone knows. And I think because of that, it's sort of, well, I need, it brings the best out of whoever comes in to the club. So that environment is so different to everybody else. Let's talk about, so when we have a, a new guest on, we also always talk about their team for a bit. And we'll talk about that environment of, if you don't perform, you're out. It doesn't happen at our club. What 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 needs to change? Our club is an absolute disgrace. Arsenal is a from from the top to the bottom. It's an absolute from the owners to the managers to absolutely the players. Mm-hmm. Even us even goes down to the fans too. Let me even go at all, all four. <laughs> the owners and I'll make sure I'll try and use as quick as possible. You but, can have as much time as you. You you got you got at least. 10 minutes for owners are an absolute disgrace they do not care whatsoever about the football and that's it and I was like there should be a balance between sort of a football side and the business side business side perfect football side they sit there happy to collect their money happy to put no pressure on the manager happy I mean even oh, the scouting system I need to include those those guys that's too. five then and the physios six I need to everybody at Arsenal yes. today. shots are being fired yes but owners are an absolute disgrace. And the, here's the thing, they come out every year with the AGM saying, oh, we have, we're going to win things, we can compete, Wenger's the man to win. And I was like, based upon what evidence? Based on, they're so deluded and so out of touch with the club. Mm. Most of them are, are living it high in America, so I doubt they're in this country much. Mm. I mean, they don't listen to anybody, they do what they want to do and absolutely no pressure whatsoever. I mean, for me, I always say this, Arsenal's just a happy place to be for everybody. You go there, you earn your money, you have jokes, have your banter, do your social media, go home, everyone's happy. <laughs> the manager's an absolute disgrace. Why he's still at the club, I will absolutely never know. And from, I'll say this, in the same environment, if you had another manager, they would be able to, to get the best out of players. People blame the board for Arsenal's failures over the last few years. I say, no, it's not. It's just basic tactics and game management. There are many times during the past where Arsenal should have won things, whether it be in the league, League Cup, done better in the Champions League just based upon managing the players on the pitch there have been times we've had decent players who have competed well with other teams but just at certain games the manager's clueless mm-hmm. doesn't know what to do tactics are wrong player selections are wrong waits until the 79th minute to make a substitution just the same season in season out and I sit there like it's got nothing to do with the board the environment is there for Arsenal to win things Arsenal just does not have the 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 gal or the tactics to sort of succeed in this environment anymore because everybody has sussed him out and people blame the board and sort of cover Arsenal. I was like, no, you can't cover Arsenal. I was like, if you had Mourinho, Ferguson, managing some of the um past Arsenal teams, they would have won things. Regardless of how much backing um the board are giving them, they would have won things because of, there were certain times we had the players good enough to win things. I remember that season when we were five points. I remember it clearly. Five points ahead of United went and played Birmingham City we threw it away we threw absolutely threw it away five points ahead of United yeah, and we absolutely threw it like who are we going to blame then the board 
course not. The manager, the manager absolutely dropped the ball that season and things just went downhill. The players, oh my gosh. Mm. Most players absolutely have no one. It's a disgrace that certain players are still at that club. They have absolutely no ambition to succeed. And it annoys me because every time um, things go wrong, they're like, oh, support us. The fans need to support us, need to get behind us. I was like, you have to give the fans a reason to support you. They get onto the fans saying they create an environment as to which they can't succeed. It's like, who creates that environment? Not the fans. The fans boo because you're not performing. They don't just boo because for the sake of booing. Yeah. When things are going wrong and say, hold on, you're not performing, they boo. How many times do we see players strolling around, not doing their jobs and expect us to back them? I was like, first do your jobs. You get paid a lot of money. The fans are, f- are funding your lifestyle and you have, the, you, have the, you, you have the balls to then attack the fans and other people saying, oh, they're not creating the environment for us to succeed. They're making it difficult for us to perform. Like, no. Fans don't come there and start booing after, kick- after the whistle's blown for kickoff. You guys start performing badly and that's when the boos start ringing. They have absolutely have no heart. The likes of Walcott, no ambition. Happy mm. to collect his 100K plus a week and just sit on the bench. As much as um, fans get on to Oxlade-Chamberlain, at least he had the sort of ambition to sort of say, I want a different environment to sort of press on. Obviously, you can question it. Fans can say what they want about it. But at least he, he decided, I need a change. This isn't the right environment for me to succeed. That says it all. I will never, up for the life of me, understand why we boo Cesc Fabregas. Honestly. The guy, honestly, the guy, listen, things were going belly up at Arsenal. The guy decided Barcelona come for me, a bigger club who compete on all on all on all um circuits for things. Of course, any player would have left. Yep. Arsenal just didn't show the Arsenal didn't show the ambition to sort of keep him at the club. Went to Barcelona, had some su- success there. Now Arsenal had first refusal on Fabregas. Arsenal decided, oh, Ozil's a much better option than Fabregas. What do you expect the guy to do? Sit around and wait until his deathbed till Arsenal come for him. Chelsea next best option decided to go there. Mm. Arsenal fans boo him, and I said, "There's like, what on earth are you booing this player for? Mm. He's done absolutely nothing wrong." For me, the most damning quote was when Nasri left, and he said this. He said, "Oh, I went. They sold Fabregas. I went up to the board to ask. <laughs> I went up to the board to ask him who are we signing." At this time, they signed Javino, and they said, "We're not signing anybody else." Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> signing Javino. As you said, that's when I realized I had to leave this club. <laughs> and I sat there, and I was like, "Obviously, yes, money played a part in Nasri leaving, but it's like the fact that he can come out and say and say that says it all." When Van Persie was leaving, mm. how many meetings did he have that's with really Arsenal and the Arsenal board? I was like, "If you can't convince someone that we're going to do things to change and we're going to compete after having several meetings with him, and he decides to leave for your nearest rival." something is wrong it means that the structure of that club is wrong for players for ambition ambitious players to succeed mm. the fans oh my gosh sick and tired of the fans the fans they moan they scream they complain about things but do absolutely nothing i'm like listen there's no point complaining if you're not going to take any action not like, just complain in your bedroom stop making all these public displays um about oh we want things to change and do nothing i was like liverpool when they increase the prices look how quickly those guys formed a protest during yeah. that game saying we're leaving how quickly did those Liverpool boards say oh we can't lose the fans yeah. how quickly did they reduce those prices back again I was like listen these guys only care about money at Arsenal you're feeding their pockets if they, they can sit there all day and have you do your Arsenal fan TV interviews complain protest we're not doing this when you're buying the shirts when you're filling out the stadiums when you're buying all these merchandise do you think they care the only thing they, they're mercenaries they only care about money <laughs> for me I've always right. said from the get go this is this why my, my protest I've said I do not buy 
any Arsenal, anything to do with Arsenal. Haven't done so for the last three years. Also, I have the, 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 later, the last few Arsenal shirts, but they were bought as gifts for me. But I do not feel no money to that club whatsoever. Because I said, listen, my protest is... Same. My protest Same. is... Yeah, I bought his shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> My brother said, I'm not giving this club any money because that is all they want. And I said, it was like, if I was a fan, I'll stop going to games, stop buying the tickets. When they mm. see empty stadiums and realize, oh, hold on, we're not getting the gate receipts, things will change. This is the same um, board that said um, at the start of the season when they bought Lacazette on Deadline Day, we have no money. I was like, what do you mean you have no money? Mm. You've been letting him know for Lamar. On, honestly, no, no what no, exactly. They said, oh, we have to sell players to bring players. I was like, excuse me? Mm. Wasn't it how many years ago you said you had a war chest? Mm-hmm. You've mm-hmm. charged the highest prices in Europe to for season tickets to go and watch Arsenal, but yet there's no money. How can you justify that? Yeah, yeah. Our physios, are we hiring interns every day? <laughs> long-term injury. I, I guarantee you, we, we do not have qualified physios <laughs> at that club whatsoever. <laughs> My gosh, two weeks turns into two months. Oh, no. It's ridiculous. Mate, How many long term injuries? Kosoya has been out since something that's supposed oh, to be yeah. initial three, four week injury. Yep. Been gone for over a year. I do not understand. Welbeck, when he was at United, no injuries. Comes to Arsenal. Injuries everywhere. Long term. It's funny. Players that come to Arsenal always experience long term injuries when there's no record of it in, at their previous clubs. I, I, something is going on at that club that needs to be investigated. It's been like this for over a decade. Oh yeah, Arsenal is the only club where players where their players have long term injuries and it just continued. Something needs to be investigated there because I, I I refuse to believe that our physios are qualified physios. Honestly, there needs to be investigation there. Our scouts, oh my gosh, the players we were bought in over the last decade or so, absolutely. Disc- I mean, we've gone through having the likes of Part True Young our club. The likes of Julio Baptista at our club. The likes of, oh my, we bought Ben Ayun at our club when he was finished. Oh my, we bought Sylvester at the club. Oh That's my the God. best signing oh you ever made. Oh my no, gosh. No, no. Kim Kalstrom. About oh to mention him. We bought a player, an Your injured broken player. Back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he wasn't injured. He had a broken back. It's back. A, honestly, I could reel off the names of the bad <laughs> players we have bought through over the years. And I sit there as like... Who's that left back he had? Andre Santos. We have had some shocking players come at the club. And even, and here's the thing, I only name even players like Shaka and Juru. Now, I'm not saying they're bad players, but they're not of the standard that you would want if you want to compete properly for things. Like, could you imagine the likes of United and City buying those two players? For me, Juru is a decent squad player, but he's not a a title leading striker player but we've had to endure with him being our number one striker for about four or five years after a while it gets to the point where he's saying listen he's doing the same he's not performing in big games going against small teams not making runs in behind the occasional nice the flick occasional nice flick it's like come on after a while you need to upgrade if you're actually serious about yeah. competing for things like for instance City had Aguero for me I would be happy with Aguero any day of the week yes Guardiola <laughs> decided he was not good enough Bought in Jesus and said, Agro needs to give him more. And I thought, wow. <laughs> but that shows you the caliber of ambition yeah. one club manager has compared to the other club manager has. He sees that, oh, he's great, but if we're really serious about sort of dominating, we need to give more, we need more. Look at look at what they're doing now. Look at, look at I mean, they had the likes of Silva and, um, what's his name, and De Bruyne at their squad. They still went and bought Bernardo Silva. Yeah, yeah. Still when I bought Bernardo, Bernardo Silva, it says it all. But that club needs to be stripped down from top to bottom. Okay, let's talk about stripping down. So we know 
Guarantee Kronk isn't going anywhere. Oh, he's just, no why, why do fans yeah. even protest? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the next, I mean, <laughs> we've got two years or, or one and a half or oh, which, whichever long-term contract he's he gets next. Not he's not leaving anytime soon. But if there was a miracle yeah. and say, I don't know, a piano fell out of the heavens and crashed <laughs> down on him, <laughs> who would you go for next do you know what I've always said this people always ask me this question and I say this to people it's not my job for me to reel off names and I always say this to people why do people pose that question to fans to sort of um, who do you think is ideal to, to sort of like catch them out okay. because for me it's like the people upstairs should be doing that for me I'm, I'm at that stage where I would like anybody because okay. for me I just want fresh ideas yes I, same and for me it's like every manager needs to be given a chance somewhere Marino started from somewhere. Ferguson started from somewhere. Pep Guardiola started from somewhere. Ancelotti started from somewhere. It's all about giving people the right opportunities and and putting them in the right environment and supporting them. Yeah. When you know when they need to because that's when Wenger came, he had the backing of um, David Dean. Look at the success he had. Imagine he'd have the likes of David Dean backing him for his ideas and the philosophy he wanted. Mm. He wouldn't succeed at Arsenal. Yeah. It's just got to that stage where it's like, listen someone with fresh ideas who sees things he's seen this isn't this isn't working right we need to change things ideally I could say um, the Hoffenheim manager yeah I oh, think yeah, I yeah. think he's a very good manager even if, I wouldn't even mind a Leipzig manager because you see what yeah. they're doing is all progressive Monaco new ideas who's Monaco man? is it still is it still, is still his thing was just, oh, my, my only issue with Monaco my only issue is that I, I sort of see a bit of arson in that manager in terms of that's what I was thinking defensively the yeah. they're, still suspects, they're yeah. still suspects and they're not truly working on that the, the attack is sort of covering the defence I, I need to put this out Sean Dash. no never thank you why, right. thank you why is his name here's the thing I always, say, right I always say this why is his name ever in the running I said Sean Dash hasn't done anything great nothing at Burnley I was like listen got relegated first season Survived the second. If you put if you if they put a throw manager in that Burnley position and did exactly the same job you guys did, no one would rate him. No one would say anything. But it's because what we want to do is we want to give these English managers yeah. sort of the, the kick up. They, 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 they don't achieve anything. I was like a good manager is someone who sort of achieves above um the resources that I've That's why I said that's why I said top table and then sort of changing for like seventh, eighth, the next best thing. Yeah. Fair enough. Absolutely. Every year, relegation battle, yeah. and then they're safe maybe with four games to go, and then it's that like, oh. That's why I said Martinez was a good manager at Wigan. I think yeah. he doesn't matter, he got relegated at first. Everybody expected him to get relegated. The fact that he survived for like seven, eight years and was ridiculous. Ma- Ma- Martinez was, I'll say Martinez was um, his own worst enemy. Yeah. yeah. Because in the fact that he, like I said, I see like clopping, I see, I see oh, uh, Martinez. Yeah. The fact that, yes, attacking-wise, great. Defensively. Every year he neglected the defence. And I mm. sat there, it's only a matter of time before this Wigan team gets relegated because you mm. can't continue neglecting the defence. Remember, the remember I told you Everton? Mm. When he went to Everton, he took Anthony Alcaraz with him. Um, <laughs> is that how you confirm? I, 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 I said that too. That's what I had remember when he was linked with Liverpool, close to signing for Liverpool, my Liverpool friends were, were absolutely going out their minds. They were like, Martinez never... They're like, mm. we never want mm. such a man at our club mm. because they're like, what on earth is he gonna do? Yeah, do the do the attack, but the defense will always be neglected. Marco Silva seems to be fantastic the one. manager. Yeah, I love him, man. Because I, I like the way. Obviously, yeah, it's Watford. He's so restricted, so not every result is it's gonna go. No, 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 no. No, but I mean, but I mean, in just in terms of competing. Yeah, I get you. For, I get for you. players and everything. So, like, but like I said, he's working with the best he's got, but mm-hmm. he's getting 
so much out of it. The scout, I mean, well, his, be, his scouting, his scouting is, is very amazing. Like, I mean, look at uh, what he did at Hull. Hull, he went yeah. there with the same group of players. Yeah, yeah. they looked amazing mm-hmm. there. Compared, and I still. Honestly, it still pains me when I have to listen back at like Paul Merson oh, and um, yep. what's his name? What's the level? The level? Phil Thompson. Phil Thompson. Thompson yeah. Absolutely spouts like, that nonsense for about five minutes. I will never forget the look on um, Magnetic's face. He was just sitting there thinking that is this actually happening? <laughs> like, honestly, he was so I sat there and I was like, this is like borderline covert racism. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's full blown xenophobia. That's what it was, man. It was it's crazy. Because it's crazy. Like when he got when he first got signed, I was like. I know this guy's name before because, like, I always say, you say when I, when I start university, times when you couldn't stay, you couldn't sleep, you just stay up. You uh, go FM. like, no, not not only FM, but like, you oh, go on. Um, by the way, I happily have in my Arsenal. Oh yeah, you go through yeah. that first row and you just try and find football that's on anywhere. Oh, you get bored, so I sit and just put it on and watching. And then this guy was achieving so many great things at um, Olympiacos. So when he came and he had Paul Mercer saying. Anybody can do Anyone that. Anyone can do yeah. it. I was like, I was like, I was, this, was, this, this is the first thing I said. I said, one, how many people have the unbeaten runs he has at, yep. at any, any level? level. Yeah. First, you're, first you're this quick because he's in Greece. Okay, name me at any level, lowest, high level, how, how many people have the unbeaten run he has? And look at Two, the, he won things. Look at what they're peddling with Brendan Rodgers right now. Even though we know Brendan Rodgers isn't, isn't <laughs> shit. Exactly. But, um, oh, bloody hell. It's, oh. it's crazy. The same thing they did with um, Lindelof. Yeah, they've, they've gone for him as well. Yeah. It's like, you should have got Michael Keane. Why? Michael, here's the thing. I always said this. I'm <laughs> Michael Keane's not doing Michael Keane is not a good defender. And here's the thing. I'll say for this. A good defender is someone who reads the game, yep. knows what's going on around him, and reacts to how things are developing around him. People like Michael, I hate, like, certain defenders, I, I hate watching them. Michael Keane, one of them. Gary Cahill, another one. Jagiel, because... They, names, and they're they, they have, they, <laughs> And it is the English defenders. The only the only anomalies over the are people like Ferdinand and the Terrys. Yeah. In terms of where Terry like Terry, uh, no, no, but at least Terry didn't have the pace, but, but he sort of read the game. Read the game. Well. Yeah. Okay. And I sit there and I was like, these players have no intention because they praise them for like the last ditch tackles. And I sit there and I was like, why has it got to the stage where they're doing last ditch tackles or having to make blocks? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like something has gone wrong somewhere where they have to do that. Yeah. And these defenders have been living off that all their lives. I remember, I think it was Nestor who said it. He said a quote, he's like, if I have to go down, if I have to go to ground to win the ball, yeah, I mean, was, yeah. I've made a mistake. Yeah. And that says it all. Like, obviously there's times you have to, but if it's a continual theme, then he's been living off that. I've watched Burnley many times. I was like, they were praising him. I was like, what do you mean praise? Because he did blocks. They're showing clips of his blocks, tackles. I was like, that's not good defending. That's poor defending. Absolutely. That's last ditch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to do this because I have no other choice. Yeah. A good defender will see, okay, the striker's here. Do I drop off? Do I go tight to him? He's moving here. Where do I move? Where do I position myself? Where do I put myself to affect things, to, to tackle effectively? This is not Michael Keane. Yeah. And, and, we're, and we're praising mediocrity. Mm. And, and that's why it annoyed me that he was getting so much praise, whereas Harry Maguire, who is not a world-class defender, by any means. I like sense, but, Harry Maguire. But he was someone that didn't have to go to too yeah, much. But he knew how to win the, win the ball. At hold, right? He was, was he at hold? Yeah, at yeah. hold. At hold. At hold, he looked... I, he was, I, I, I was impressed with him. Yeah. yeah. I was like, he's not the quickest, but... But he knows how to play. Yeah. Guess who he's under as well? Marco Silva. Marco Silva. Life, you see? Anyway, format managers, breaking news, Claude Puel, named new Leicester manager. Oh, is that, is that confirmed? They're, they're confirmed. going to regret that. Of course they are. Do you know what? I thought... <laughs> they're going you know, to regret there's, that so There's much. mixed reviews about that because... Do you know Because obviously people go on that he finished the eighth last season. 
And obviously they put it into perspective, well, it was 15 points off the team that finished 7th and 6 points off the team that finished 17th. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, it, and people said, well, well, the position is a bit is a bit false. It doesn't paint... Eighth is good. It looks, like, it looks, it looks good. good. But they said, when you put it in context, they said, finish eighth with 46 points. And they're like, that's six points off the recommended... Safety. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the recommended safety um, points to, to sort of stay up. Mm. And so that says... The funny thing is that when you speak to... When people around Europe talk about Prior, Prior they rate him. Yeah. They look at... Because they look at the his previous jobs that he did. I think he was at... Wasn't he at Lyon too? Yeah, he was. And um, which and he was at another... Nice too. They said he. They say he did a foreign foreign people say he did a, a great job there. Obviously, a lot of people look at what he did in Southampton, and the complaints has been mainly on the football side. Like it's been boring, and I was like, not every football, not every football has to be exciting. Certain yeah. football, certain managers are wired differently, and so people go, well, it's not a good appointment. Look what he did at Southampton. What yeah. expect? I was like, well, he did get them to a League Cup final. Finished eighth, okay. It's not I was like, but for me, it's like, what do Leicester want? Like, Leicester won the league by fluke. This is their level. <laughs> this mm. is it. In truth, they should be glad they have so like um, pure um, managing them because yeah. before that league winning season, they're yeah, nothing. They're, nothing. Yeah. Mm. they're still are nothing. One one Premier League winning Doesn't season. I mean, Blackburn won the league how many years ago? League one, now, <laughs> exactly. Where are they? True. True. So sometimes you have like. So you just have to sort of analyse things properly and say, what is our level? Mm. And I think that is their level. Fair enough. Let's uh, round it up now. Let's go to the next week's fixtures. So Saturday, 28th of October. First game, 12.30 kickoff. Big one, Manchester United, Tottenham Hotspur. Who's winning? Tottenham 2-1. Uh, Tottenham 2-1. I'll say with chest. I don't care. Who's I'll say with chest. Who's at home? United. United? We're losing. I don't think so. We're losing. Do you know what? If it was at Wembley, I would have gone Tottenham. I think it would be a draw. Yeah. I'll take Just because it's at Old Trafford. And I, and I'll take what, a draw. And do you know why? The only reason why I say this is because I think Pochettino is going to be a bit more organised. He won't be as oh, much yeah, he will. attacking. And obviously you know what you're going to get with Marino. So I think it's going to be sort of a standoff for a mm. while until somebody gets a goal. Then it causes they'll, someone. They'll take, yeah. control. they'll take control of those goals. Yeah. And they'll win. Arsenal-Swansea. Oh, Arsenal, 3-1. Crystal Palace, West Ham. Oh, too bad, it's too crappy. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a shocking game. That's a bad match. Hey, no, nah, I'll, I'll back West Ham for that. Yeah, because, I'm going West Ham. Because, I, like I said, I've said from day one, the day they sat and wrote the run of the ball, I've been on a personal mission to watch Crystal Palace lose every so, so, single so game. They have to go down I was upset side. when they won against Chelsea. Mm. I was yeah. upset when they scored a goal. I, I wanted them to go a long time. <laughs> they, have to get, they have to be punished. And then they went and hired Hodgson. I was like, no, that's just, I just wanted That's to the thing, that. like, Game by game, the progression was you were seeing the progression in this the, the the manager's tactics. You brought in this manager to change your style to do this, and then the last game he had, you were the dominant side, and the opposition said, on a level, how the hell have we won out this game? Like how have we come out of this game with a win? And you sack him and you go and bring this guy in to go and lose four one. And, 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 and you know the thing that annoyed me the most is, is that um, one they didn't in those games they lost under the ball, they played well. They yeah. were unlucky. There were so many. There was times where they just missed chances. They were unlucky not to score. And that's what Win things or draw things. And I sat there like, well, you can always work on that. It's just about being a training ground, being more clinical. Yeah. There's a difference if they're playing badly. Then it's like, oh, okay. How do you expect them to fix things? Mm. And like I said, you. Oh, the remit was you wanted to change the style of football, make more bright, make it more attractive. Mm. How do you expect somebody to do that in four? Remember, let's no. Let's let's put this in perspective first. 
they were sacked after four games, which means that it wasn't after the fourth game that they decided we're going to make a decision. They must have thought about this after probably the second game. Absolutely. They did. Because it takes time for them to actually have this discussion. Absolutely. Then feel, are we going to sack him? So I thought to myself, so you giving a man basically two games to sort of change things mm. before in your thought you're thinking we need to get rid of him. Absolute disgrace. Whereas Sam Adidas lost his first five games and you still kept him and in the job. Ke- Didn't he lose his first nine? No, it wasn't nine. It wasn't that much. It wasn't that much. Oh, was it? That was a nine. It was nine. It might have been nine, actually. But he lost a whole lot of games. He lost a lot of games. And you kept him in the job. Whereas this guy's lost four games at the beginning of the season. Mm. You lost them midway through the season. And you sack him. And then you then went to Hodgson. I was like, if you're scared of relegation, what on earth do you think Hodgson is going to do? Yeah. 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 Uh, Liverpool, Huddersfield. Liverpool. You see? No, yeah. I Liverpool 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 should win this game. They should. No problem, but... Again, I, you, you know, Huddersfield going to try and get expose my set pieces. It'll be that kind of thing. But I'll go, I'll go for Liverpool win, man. I'll go for Liverpool win. I'll say 2-0. No, no 2 Yeah, 2-0. No. I'll say 2-0. No. Or 3-1. Right, let, me, let me just go Huddersfield 2-1. That would oh, be amazing. Let's, let's go Huddersfield 2-1. Watford Stoke. Watford win. Watford 2-0. West Brom City. Man City. 2-0 City. I think it'll be tight and City will score two late goals. Yeah. yeah. That, that, sounds, yeah that sounds about right, yeah. Uh, Bournemouth, Chelsea. Who's at home? Bournemouth. Hey, you know what? I'm going to Bournemouth. Yeah, win. I'm going to Bournemouth. <laughs> I'm going to Bournemouth. Win. Yeah, why not? Brighton versus Southampton. Brighton will win. That, that, it's not a, that a derby? Yeah, it is a derby. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, they're close to each other. Yeah. Mm, okay. Um, right, let's go Brighton. Yeah. Back question. No, no, question. Hewton. Back yeah, yeah, yeah. Back, back, back even Southampton, they, I don't know. They, they got a win last game, so I mean, yeah. they feel like they they're going somewhere. But they're got a win away as well. About that celebration, if I was a manager, I would dump Buffon from the team Ooh. for the next four or five games. What's it, what's it, what's he just, he, he ran, ran past and then obviously put his hand and say saying like, oh, like me, yeah, me, me, because me. Like, obviously he has been playing, so it's more or less like saying yeah, like yeah, I'm, I'm doing this, yeah. yeah, put me in the team. And I was like, listen, you can't do that. You cannot do that. I'm like, all right, cool. Show like show for your performance. I should be in the team. But don't go like he did it right in front of the manager. Ran he ran from like mm-hmm. wherever wherever he scored that goal all the way to the manager to point at his chest and say like me, me, mm-hmm. I'm here. And I thought to myself, if I was a manager, you are dumped from the team for the next few matches mm. until you have grown. <laughs> some from some fucking respect, man. <laughs> exactly. That was ridiculous what he ridiculous. did. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Leicester with their new manager versus Everton. With their <laughs> With their no manager. Wait, what teams? Leicester Everton. <laughs> I don't even know who to go for, you know. Um, no. <laughs> Leicester Everton. You know what? I'm going for I'm, Leicester. I'm man. going Leicester. Yeah, I'll go Leicester, man. Why not? I'll have to go. Yeah, I'll go Leicester. Burnley, Newcastle. 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 I like Do you know what? I'm a, I'm a big Rafa fan. I like I like Rafa too. I think he's a very good tactical manager. And I want him to succeed at mm. Newcastle. Mm. That's, and that's, what, that's what I really want, like, um, the, the deal for the new owner to come through. Because mm. Mike Ashley is just absolutely stunned. It's about time for him to get his Honestly, I sat there and I was like, I don't know what your plan is. He hasn't got a plan. He, I remember he said, um, I don't deal I don't with know, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what yeah. goes on. I'm like, but you own this <laughs> <Yeah>. club. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know anything. That's what, yeah, so I really like a new owner to come in and sort of back Rafa. Mm. And obviously, because obviously, here's the thing. For me, Rafa, I've always said he's one of the top managers. I, would, I, I personally would put him maybe top five top six managers in my lifetime when you consider the things he's done he won trophy won the UEFA Cup in the league um, Valencia. Valencia I think 
before the last team to do that was Deportivo. Before then, that it was, was always yeah, it was always Madrid Barca, and Barcelona. Yeah. The only manager in modern time before Simeone yeah. to sort of break that cycle. Also won a UEFA Cup, won an FA Cup, got to two Champions League finals with Liverpool, won one of them. And I was like, listen, if you compare his records to the so-called managers that other people like to rate, people don't put him in the conversation. But I was like, listen, he is a successful manager mm. and I really like him and I don't think people give him the credit that he's due. For Absolutely. You know, even because of what he's done recently with yeah. the, with the field at Napoli and, and Madrid. Yeah. But even when he was sat at Madrid, I think he only lost like two matches. He, he he won a lot of matches at Madrid. Madrid, the second was extremely harsh at Madrid. Yeah, just, they weren't, he wasn't playing the style. He wasn't playing yeah. the style they wanted, but it's like, you knew where you were getting reference. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like, yeah. but yeah, I really, yeah, I want Newcastle to, I want Rafa to do well at Newcastle, mm. especially when he gets back. We're running out of time, but quickly, Enia Luka wasn't lying. What a surprise. Oh boy. Michael, do you want to start? No, you go, man, because I'm fed up. I'm not gonna lie, okay. He wants to ask that. I'll let you go. Nothing more to say. Like, what, what, what does she gain if by lying? It, it, it makes no sense. Like, she was over 100 caps, one of their top goal scorers. Yep. Was the goal was the leading play, goal scorer? Play of the season. Play of the season. season. When before, just before yeah. Samson dropped her. Exactly. Corner. Doesn't take it to the World Cup. What's it? Then completes and anonymous fucking what's it uh what is it what is it what's it what the, what's the test anonymous meant to be an anonymous uh oh, test the um oh, i forgot what it's called yeah that's what i'm sure uh, oh, yeah, yeah one of those yeah. those forms yeah. ends up going to the fa samson hears about it drops her um, it it the whole thing stinks. It stinks. And then when they... Oh, my God. When they interview... Oh, my God. It's so, let's, it's so let's, frustrating. They interview Enya Luko. Don't interview key witnesses in yeah. the fucking case. Goes to two... Was it, was it Crown Court? Yeah. Yeah. I think goes to... They, they don't take the case. It's, it's so fucked up. It's such a sign of institutional racism. Then the FA... Once they sack fucking Samson, after claiming that he... I remember, they didn't even sack him. They didn't sack him for the racism. They sacked him because he was in... in, Was it at his time of uh, Bristol? Bristol, yeah. Inappropriate conduct. Inappropriate conduct. Which means they knew about that as well. And then a few weeks later, oh, she wasn't lying. She was telling the truth. And And they still refused to pay her fucking money. And here's the thing. They they said, oh, um, yeah, it was... um, you know the, the comments weren't weren't correct. You know a bit insensitive, but yeah. it wasn't racism. I was like, when you talk about say something about someone's race, what on earth is it? <sighs> and it here's and here's the thing that annoyed me the most because one, the FA didn't investigate properly. So so that in itself sh- should be investigated. Someone comes to you with a claim, you don't do your proper due diligence. Then you then go with then you should be impartial to it. You then go and say, oh, we support Mark Sampson. And I was like, hold on, you can't investigate something. And then say you support, support the him. person in the at, at the at, in the, the head of, head of the head investigation. Of investigation. Yeah. Then secondly, Mark Sampson, like I said, one we've been found out that they knew yeah. that this that she was telling the truth. Yeah. Mark Sampson has now gone and lied and said, "Oh, I didn't do this. It's false." Knowing that he clearly did it, so then he's allowed this woman's name to be rung through the whole, you know vilified yeah. on social media and in the public knowing that he he did this thing 
and then obviously then he then did an interview a few weeks about two weeks before he got sacked saying oh I don't I don't recall saying that I don't think I would say that <laughs> and I was like hold on you're, cha- you're, you're changing your tune yeah and then those players those teammates are an absolute disgrace oh, for me I'm like listen for me, it's like, if I was in that situation, you remain impartial because you don't have the evidence or the facts. I'm like, if you if all the evidence and facts are presented and you decide you want to show support to Samson, fair enough. You've analysed it. You've mm-hmm. come to your own conclusion. There's an investigation going. He said, she says. You don't you don't know what you know what has gone on. You don't know who's telling the truth, who's lying. You then decide to show an act of support to Samson. Solidarity. Solidarity. I was thinking, how do you think any Luca? I said, listen, if I was any Luca, all of them, I would blacklist every mm, yeah, single. Yeah. Mm. I was like, thinking, and none the of only them- players, the only players that that showed, well, the only one player that yeah. showed that showed some actual bottle was Sanderson. Leanne Sanderson, yeah. and it shows it. And I sat there and I was like, none of them have come out to apologize. None Nikita of them Paris out. as well. Boy, I that drop kicker, man. Honestly, screw they're, her. They're an absolute disgrace. And yeah. here's what, and here's what annoys me. They sacked Samson. Everything now is now revealed. Um, she was telling the truth. Yeah. What? What has has yeah. the guy come out and said anything? No. He's just remained in his closet, remaining quiet. And I was like, come on, listen. If I was any Luca, she likes it. She's a she's a nice woman for her to sort of say, cool, everything's done. Hasn't come out. Said, listen, I would have rang a. Hey, I would have. I would have dragged, dragged everybody's every name through the mud. Every single person's name. David James. What an absolute. Oh, oh my and god. He, and he thinks he can just delete his tweet. And say and nothing. say nothing, Sergeant Coon, bro. I'm telling you. My God, I'm like, listen, you have, you, you basically, how can you say, oh, she's doing it for the attention? Mm. I was like, because she's not good enough. She's not wasted good enough. talent. She's, she's, doing it. she's doing it for the publicity. What? I'm like, based upon what evidence are you basing this on? And you think you just delete your tweet? He's, like, he's pathetic, honestly. Listen, but, uh, they need to sack everybody involved with it from the FA. Clean everybody out. I mean, no, but like, there's been no action. What was it? D- didn't Greg Dyke leave because they weren't making enough? Uh, what's it? Steps in the right direction. Yeah, 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 he said it. Thing. Greg Dyke. He said it. Says it. He said it straight. He said, "Look, I'm I'm leaving because I look in the office around me and nothing's there, changed. There's nothing's changed. There's no diversity in here. It's, it's an absolute. There's dis- no progression. It's a discussion. I, I, I said this right. If I was a footballer, the first thing I'll come out and say, statement." any commercial or promotional things that FA want me to do not, not doing, doing it, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll play for England happily but don't, I'll say listen don't use any of my images don't use my name for anything don't call me don't, don't expect me to do any of your advertising your TV adverts I said um, don't, don't call me for anything until there is a change until you guys have come out and acknowledge what you've done change things I'm not doing anything for Absolutely. you but nothing's gonna change because until like high profile players that like, take a stand yeah. nothing's gonna happen Ian Wright said in an interview they said oh why do you go there it's like what do you expect me to do yeah it's like, if I go there you have to fire and change the whole everything at the top it's like I can't go there and do things by myself mm. it remains the same you know, basically oh, you're, you're a black guy with a big name why don't you go inside and see and I even sat there was like even what makes Ian Wright qualified I sat there was like what because one he's black he played for Arsenal, high-profile player. Yeah. Was like, that doesn't qualify you to deal with FA, yeah. to deal with things with the FA. You need to have some kind of intelligence. Executive responsibility. Or, yeah, or some yeah. kind of knowledge as to how things operate and how you can sort of move the um, association forward. Les Ferdinand has more experience in that department. But you, could, you didn't want to use his name. You, 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 got, you, you don't have any idea. You don't want to change anything. You just saw the man you was interviewing. It's like, oh, why don't you do it? Yeah, oh, what? I just realised, Ian, you're black, Ian. You're black, Ian. Why don't you go there, mate? It's crazy. 
it's it's such it's it's a problem. But the thing, the fact of the matter is, nothing's going to change because Greg Clark, he should go. Yeah, he's not going he's to not go going. because if you look, if you take, like we said, football is a microcosm of, of society. Yeah. The MP that said, uh, what was it, uh, Nigga Nwapal? She still has a job. Nothing happened. She still has a job, and if you if if you don't expect if you don't expect change from people who are meant to serve you, how are you going to expect change from from the FA that's there to entertain you? Exactly. I mean, for me, it just said it all with with um, their statement. Oh, that that just annoyed me. Oh, there was no real apology in it. Oh, yeah, we knew she was telling the truth. Yeah, we know his comments were insensitive. Yeah. I was like, where is the apology in this? Like, you think that after what you put this woman through, there would be a whole, on your website, there yep. would be a two-page long apology. Oh, we apologise. We know you put you through this. A um, complete bullshit PR statement PR saying what, what, we, what we're going to do to, to combat racism. Oh. We'll, 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 talk to, we'll talk to kick it out. We'll do all that nonsense. Yeah. But nothing, nothing whatsoever. They still haven't paid her her money. And, uh, they're still holding that no, yeah wait, wait, wait. let's let's even go back to that the money the fact that they tried to pay this woman off first and foremost they yeah. thought oh let's pay her off to keep her quiet to keep mm. harmony because we're going to was it a world cup or you she accepted only because that only because that was the yeah. only that was the only and option to pay an extra, so, oh, just say we're not institutional yeah we're not <laughs> we'll pay you your money if you so, say the fa institutional read like, and, and and i have to credit anil luca because i don't know how she did commentary for England while they were playing oh, yeah, in she the Euros. Yeah, yeah, she and I said and I said, you know what? Credit to her, because if that was me, I'm not commentating on this team. Mm. No, the manager, the, the the manager that is uh, managing them. And then two The coach as well. Right? Co- yeah. Did she know that was gonna come out though? After uh, it came out after the World Cup? Because he dropped her and nobody understood why. Yeah, yeah no, no. So they had the World Cup and the Euros. So no, sorry, the Euros, yeah. the Euros even, yeah. He didn't even yeah. play during the World Cup, did he? No, she didn't play. Like, did pick a tree in the World Cup. No, no, she didn't go at all. She didn't go. No, she went to the World Cup. She she didn't go to the Euros. Euros. She went to the World Cup. But he, he, did she go to the World Cup? Yeah, he was. Yeah, she, he was. Cup. She was on the bench. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that was a weird one because that's it. Top goal scorer. Yeah. Player of the season. Mm. Yeah. And it made absolutely no sense what was going on there as to why this woman it's wasn't playing. Completely yeah. ludicrous. It's crazy. But what are you gonna? Do? Those players. Oh, honestly, it's those players that annoy that. Honestly, that infuriate me the most. Out, it was out there with the Suarez thing. Honestly, oh, what Glenn Johnson did, fucking hell. It's even up there, right? With even um, the Terry, the Terry and Anton Fernandez. Yeah, I'm like, uh, like this, this, this isn't. We're not going I, back. I, oh, no, no, no. Let's let's even go back. Let's even go back to that one, right? Because remember, Terry, the, the video evidence was there to, to know what yeah. Terry said. Yeah. yeah. Then he tried to say, "I said this," and I was like, "Hold on, what you're saying doesn't match up with the movement of your lips." Yeah. When the FA FA found him not guilty. They then took it to court. Mm-hmm. I remember it was in court they found him guilty. guilty yeah. I was like, well, we can see the pattern of behaviour mm-hmm. from the FA anyway. Mm. Absolutely ridiculous. This, is, this isn't stuff that's in the distant past. It was, it's recent. It's, recent. it's like at least 10, 10, 10 years, years ago. ago. Who was the real friend that had one? Yeah, it was like roughly around 10 years ago. Yeah. What the hell? So, nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change and it's crazy. They just, they just crazy. Protect, protect their own. Exactly. I'm like, listen, that's that's what I've always said with certain things. You should always have an independent body, independent aside from that, who will do things where there's no partiality to mm. anybody. There's no bias towards mm. anybody. You give them the facts, and evidence. They have no links to the FA or whoever's yeah. whoever's bringing the, the um, accusation. But you do it in house. Exactly in house. They investigate and say this is our findings. 
you're culpable, you're culpable. Yep. Coming off this punishment, punishment. That's you. it. Yeah. It's just the incompetence as well. Like, the, the fact that he didn't inv- inv- interview two Jeez. key witnesses. It's crazy. They did that. On, this is someone done on purpose. It on purpose. But still, it's, 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 it's ludicrous. If I was to murder somebody, and there was somebody, somebody right there, right there, <laughs> and the police didn't interview that person. <laughs> You're not doing your job. First, first you're gonna then bring that case back in. Then you're gonna sue everybody. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's crazy. It's crazy. Oh my days. But anyway, that's what we that's, have to. But you know, I'm just happy that it's the come, to come to light. They've been found guilty. Wanna, I wanna, I wanna fucking, I wanna mention sports women because I, I remember I was watching it yesterday. Right. And uh, I think it was Sky Sports. Yeah, Sky Sports. Sky Sports. Sports women. And the interviewer. Blue, blonde hair, blue-eyed woman. Yeah. So th- there's all the context you need for the situation. <laughs> she goes to, I think it's Nikita Paris's sister, who's a boxer. Yeah. Right. How would you deal with the distractions? Distractions that are going on with the England situation right now. Like racism one is, is, is a distraction. Is that the worst used? Right. And then the, the second the follow-up fucking question oh, was, enough, yeah. can banter go too far? Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. Because oh, yeah. remember, they said it was banter. It was yeah. banter. I was like, because it was the, the whole um, f- oh, faking the Caribbean accent, didn't it? Oh my that god! Was, oh my god! Oh. Racism isn't banter. Banter. Oh, that's what I'm saying. These people are too. I would have dragged every single oh, that interview. Banter. I would have gone mad. Then I would have made sure that I, I publicised on Twitter to know this interview happened. This is what they said, just in case they tried to can that interview and decide, oh, this is not seeing the light of day. I'll it's, make sure that everybody knows about it. This is why people are thinking it's so easy to just make all these so-called jokes and then think, oh, but um, you weren't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you were there in Chester when I went to go. I was going to chill in Darren's house. Manish on the football league show. Oh yeah, I didn't see Asian, it. I didn't Asian, see it, no, Asian, yeah, 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 yeah. So we're watching that, and then context. There was there was it. Two black guys in the, in the house in the north, and then there was four white ones, Five. all from yeah, four, yeah, yeah. all from the north. And so that's only, the context. And only, only one of them was cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were three. We're watching. And I went to go and visit, so that yeah. now becomes three black guys, three white guys in one room. Yeah. No problem. Manish comes on the TV. Their team loses. Yeah. Don't They're say just, the word, by the way. Uh, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna okay, say it. cool. I'm not gonna say it at all. Um, and you know, he's talking about the game. Yeah. And they're screaming at the TV, "F off you." You can imagine what word P P. Oh. There you go. Yeah, plenty times, and I'm just sitting there looking at them thinking, "Is this really happening right now?" Crazy. And one of our friends went upstairs, yeah. and I went. I went to chill with him after, yeah. and he was like, "Listen, like, I have an Asian friend that comes here, yeah. tall guy, muscular. Yeah. When he comes, they go, they go hide him. They don't say a word because they're comfortable. Because, because they're comfortable. When he's not there and they're watching it by themselves, they'll shout whatever they want." Because they feel it's comfortable, they feel it's easy to do that. They feel they can actually do the, those kind of jokes and make it funny. And here's, and here's the sad thing, because I've always said this, right? Because one thing I dislike is when people try to make racism as a football thing. I'm like, racism is a worldwide issue. Exactly. It finds its place everywhere because it's about the people. All yeah. people do is carry their racist acts or their racism to these places, whether it be a sporting event, whether it be you know any type of event. I was like, the only thing FA, and one thing the FA haven't done is that you need to put... Um, things in place to say that when it occurs here is the punishment Yeah, because it's always going to happen so you need to put the right um, procedures in place that 
if it if it happens, this is how we're gonna deal yeah. with it. We're gonna come down hard on it. The FA have not dealt. It's with... It's not just the FA. It's FIFA. Do you remember when during the World Cup when Betner uh, got fined fifty two grand for the Paddy, for Power, Paddy Power for the Paddy Power boxes? So he celebrated, and then John Terry yeah, got a thirty thousand pound fine for for racism. And that's what I'm saying, and, and that's where the issue lies. Because obviously people say, "Oh, let's kick racism out of football." Yeah. You can't kick it out. Yeah. The only thing you can do is it has, it has address start, it. it has, yeah, it has to start with the FA. They have to address it. That it's going to happen when it happens. This hmm. is what we do. This is how we deal with it. And until you come down hard on it, it's going to continue. But when you have the FA saying, "Oh, it's just banter. Mm. Banter taken too far." What do you expect? How can the debate go to? Can banter go to? Can banter go to? That was a is question. I was, a question. I was there. Oh. I, I just, I just paused the video. I was like, "Fucking hell, man!" But blonde hair, blue eyed lady. What do you expect? What do you expect? Banter go too far. Anyway, and it's funny because I even applied because I remember the FA sent out an application for their BAME. Um, to get more people. <laughs> oh yeah, I actually yeah. applied for that. Obviously, I didn't get got rejected. <laughs> I, 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 I got I got sent that one because I'm a, a licensed coach or whatever. And I was re- I read the email. I was like, you, bet I'm gonna do this. I'm not taking this seriously. I bought it. Yeah, I thought to myself, what's the point? It's like they're probably gonna restrict you know, and mm-hmm. obviously say you can only do so much. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. so you're doing it for art oh, just to look good. Who were probably the heads of the of the uh, who was who the people that were running it as well. Mm-hmm. Probably Guess what they were? Yeah, well, it's yeah. pennies, man. It's pennies. It's pennies. Nothing, nothing. They don't want to change anything. They want to keep it the same because they're making money. Absolutely, they're yeah. making money. They make, they're making money for four hundred years. So why would they change now? Exactly. That's how I feel. Like sometimes certain players need to come together and take us. Because I said with that any Luko, mm. if I was a footballer, I would. every black footballer I would, there. Yeah, I would. I would have taken a stand and said, "Listen, I'm not going to force anybody. Anyone who wants to join me, That's join it. me. But mm. we have to um, make sure that our there needs to be a Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, the whole exactly. Squad, the whole and, squad and obviously, value. and it takes more effect to football because you're talking about the national team. Yeah. Yeah. already failing, and they need their star men. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the English national team will be nothing. What the black exactly. guys? Exactly. Where's your speed? <laughs> Where's your speed? <laughs> 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 nothing just long balls man. that's it that's it dead no speed no t- no quick feet nothing absolutely nothing but anyway Michael where, actually no Basil where can they find you on Twitter stuff like that so Twitter my Twitter is bjacobs1 at bjacobs14 on Twitter tweet anything to be honest everything football you have a podcast you yeah so I have a podcast called uh, Football House here. got about three episodes on only just started mm-hmm. so just give my views on football and um, yeah, you'll find it pinned upon my Twitter page. So okay. Once again, at bjacobs14. Wonderful. Michael, where can they find us? Uh, Twitter, SoundCloud, iTunes, free in midfield. Um, shout out my boy Nick. He sent me a picture on Snapchat. I just downloaded a lot of our podcasts. So. Oh, sweet. Yeah, you know. Got a lot of fun out there. You get me? Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Anyway, this has been another episode of the Free Midfield Podcast. Good night. Good night.